What up, though? Timothy, what up, bro? What's going on, fam? Just waiting on uh, on Jermaine to chime in, and we can get the show over. Uh, okay, well, hopefully it don't take as long as some people <laughs> log on. So, but Andrew. Hey, you said it. I didn't. Oh man, we be having all type of uh shenanigans when people be trying to log on. They be right. uh they be powering up engines, you know. Hello. Doing the whole doing yeah. What up though? What up, man? What up? What up? Yes, sir. We in this thing for the latest episode of the Detroit Chess Killers podcast. You know, normally presented by the D Wild Man, aka Derek Wilder, but uh, he's handling, he's finishing up some business at the uh, K twelve National High School Championships in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, so it's myself, Tim Spate, and Joe Gasson holding down the fort, or we should of course, say, of yeah. course, yep, taking the show over. You know, when the uh. <laughs> When the, when the cats away, the mice will play. So you know that's what we doing. So yeah, what's good, man? Tell us, tell us, tell us something good. Well, shit, what's going on, man? First of all, thanks for having me. Oh, not, not a problem. Yeah. And for you all that's listening, uh, we have one of the CCB members on the line. This is a uh, Jermaine Howlett. Want to uh, interview him? Hear a little about his story. So, yeah, uh, the one and the one and only. You know. <laughs> So, you know, the first thing we usually ask everybody is their background. How did you first get started? Um, what got you really into chess? You know, what was your first teacher? Things of that nature. Go ahead, Jermaine. Well, my stepfather taught me how to play. You know, uh, he taught me how to play when I was about 12. And it didn't take me long to really start beating him. I was beating him in like a month. Dang. And they had a little uh, chess. They had a little chess club at my school. You know, so when we got – he taught me over the Christmas break. So when we got back to school or whatever, I started going there. And um, it wasn't much of a club. It was just really me and my little brother and a couple other kids. But they was kind of, you know, half in and half out of it. Right. But um, I had a, a chess coach, Mr. Carlos. And he took us to, like, some little school tournaments and all of that. Like, he took us to Haynes Elementary in Chinatown in Chicago. And um, I went five and one. And what I thought was really good, but turns out it was nothing now that I know. Now that I know about, uh, you know, chess or whatever, right? It wasn't really that. It was probably like U nine hundred or something like that. But um, <laughs> you know, I won five games and lost one, and thought I was the man. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we take all wins. Hey, look! Then they took me to, um, they took us to the Chicago Open, and I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a rating or whatever. So I, I won two games and lost like four. I was extremely discouraged after that. I was hurt. But that just uh, that caused me to really, you know, try to focus on the game a little bit. But when I, <clears throat> when I graduated, they didn't have it in my high school, so mm-hmm. I kind of got I got away from the game for years. I always played around the neighborhood, you know. In the hood, chess is kind of like that thing that all the guys that go back and forth to jail play. Yeah, right. you know. But I was crushing them dudes. But now looking back on it, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just played around. I still don't know nothing, but I still, you know, I played around the neighborhood, and that was kind of like my little, 
they knew me for that, you know. He used to call me Shorty Fresh. Like like the kid off Fresh who used to play with uh <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Because I used to crush them dudes. We used to gamble and everything. But I didn't know nothing. I used to play the Kings game. And that was it. Oh, wait a minute. So you was gambling as a kid? Yeah, that's how I ate. Shit. Oh, man. You you could have been one of us. That's how we all did it. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Moji had nine kids. I wasn't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to, you know, I used to shoot dice and play chess. So I did when I was a shorty, trying to get a couple dollars. Right. Hey, man, by the way, I think, uh, you know, just throwing that out there, man, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little King's Gambit, man. Oh, no, it ain't. I mean, now that's actually something that I'm uh, I'm kind of looking into. Like, like right now, you know, I'm studying my system. And in the beginning of my system, they got a lot of little examples. And a couple of those examples come out of the King's Gambit. So this is true. Well, I just studying my system right now. Yeah, Aaron Milzovich, yes, sir. Yep, must Classic. read. Tim, you know I used to play the King's Gambit. Yeah, man, we talked about this before, and um, you know, I just wanted to throw out there too, uh, you know, for for maybe some of our more casual listeners, like the King's Gambit is a very sharp, you know, tactical opening and you could probably have some success with it probably all the way up to maybe probably like class A. I say probably like beyond that you might be pushing it because you know what it. I understand is like you know once you get about that strength like you you know some of the main lines and like basically kind of how to counter what, what White's trying to achieve there in that opening so it could be like I said very uh very double edged and um, you know, one wrong move, and you know, you you definitely playing for a win or you playing for a loss. Really, probably ain't no too much in between on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's successful up to about class. You can you can actually catch a lot of class A players in a lot of the traps still. But like oh, once yeah? you get to like yeah, class A, they literally just destroy the Kings County. <laughs> I say up to about nineteen hundred and above. I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. anybody under nineteen hundred, yeah, I mean, just get on the business. <laughs> I mean, that's that that's interesting because they really they used to use that a lot back in the day. Like a lot of the old GMs, used to use yeah, the Kings get you know, and I, I think it depends on the person who's play who's actually playing. Yeah. The Kings I think Gabbard. you know. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to kind of just chime in on that point too because I think one of the reasons um, why it's kind of uh, maybe falling out of style at like the higher levels too is because you know nowadays we now we know a lot more about opening theory and and things of that nature and with the help of engines also um it's it's allowed for like a, a much better understanding about you know advantages or how to equalize and stuff like that out of the opening so yeah I think you know a lot of people go for maybe you know like I said more more lines where they know they can, you know, have, you know, better chances or whatever, be able to capitalize off them and stuff like that. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. now, this, I don't, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about chess, but I am studying and For reading sure. now. And I, from, from what I see, I just think like the guys on a higher level, they just really, yeah. Play. I mean, I might, I might sound like, no, no, not at, play, not at all. Not at all. safe chess. Not at all. I was yeah, just, like I said, because you know, I I never and um I think this kind of goes for Derek too, at least especially while I'm on with him. 
I never um assume that everybody in the audience knows exactly what we're talking about. So sometimes we might touch on the subject. I just want to provide a little bit more context because, you know, we might have beginners out there. We might have some people who don't really play chess at all or whatever, you know, or people who yes. literally, they, they, you know, they know these lines in and out and the stuff that we're talking about. So just to kind of give everybody a feel for something like that, you know. But, right. hey, I think even at the highest levels, I'll say this too, the King's Gambit could probably be bought out as like a novelty here and there. Just to kind of test you and see, like, you know what I'm saying? You might have even been prepping for me on, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then I kind of throw this wrinkle in at you just to see where you at. And then also, too, I'll just throw this in there for anybody that's studying the King's Gambit. You want to probably take a look at the Falk Bear Counter Gambit because that's one of the ones that when you encounter that boy, like, you're going to want to know what to do. And then I think Bobby Fisher had a couple interesting ways in trying to just kind of get that too. But anyway, let's move along. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, Jermaine, um, like where are you at now with your chess? Like what's your what's your current over the board rating? What like where are you at on your online blitz ratings on Lee Chess, chess.com, stuff like that. Well, my uh my current over the board, I just got, you know. Just really start focusing more on my classical chess right now. I'm around like uh 1540, 1530 mm-hmm. somewhere in there. But um, <clears throat> I didn't play three tournaments in the last month. One tournament I did horrible, two out of four. The next tournament it was U16. Then the next tournament I won the U16. Then I just had two and a half out of four in my last U16 in my little local tournament at UIC. It's a pretty decent field. But now I'm gonna just move up. And playing a U two thousand or whatever, I'm going to the Mid American next week. Okay, so kind of where I'm at with it with my. Uh, so, so what's your what's your goal? What's your goal for your your classical for the year? For the year two thousand. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, two thousand plus. I think it's uh, I think it's reasonable and I think it's attainable and I think it's just kind of um, it's kind of where you set your temperature if you understand what I mean. It's like I heard this kid. And he was talking to another kid, and it was when it, it was last year when I was at Chicago Open, and they were just having a conversation. Little kids, I mean, like twelve mm. or thirteen, or some somewhere around that area. And he was like, "Hey, Durant," he said, "Oh, I'm just nineteen right now." And then at that time, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, "He's saying he's weak and he's nineteen hundred, but now I understand that's because he has you know higher goals, and he's probably around." other guys or other children that are probably like 22 and 23. So he's, he's, he views 1900 as weak, which in the biggest scheme of things, it really is. You know what I mean? It's temperature set. And I'm setting my temperature higher. So I'll be an expert by the end of the year. I just got to put in that type of work to become an expert by the end okay. of the year. Well said. So, so, yep. Yeah. That's now, real as far dope. as um, Lee Tess and Chester, I can't believe on those sites. Uh, Lee Chess, I'm around like 17 or something okay. right now, maybe seven. But like, it's crazy because I I will come into the fucking NBL, I can have a rating of like 1800 and leave that motherfucker 16. <laughs> I get blasted on the arena. Uh, yeah, and the arena, you lose a lot of I lose a lot of points berserking. I don't know if that's the case with you. <laughs> no, nah, I tried my best not to berserk. I berserk. Some guys, some of the little weaker guys, like you know, probably like Nathan, somebody like that. I berserk them, but I ain't gonna be berserking too much because I gotta, you know, I'm trying to win. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. just trying mm-hmm. to berserk and, 
and beat somebody if I can. I want to really right. win, you know. And then I've been uh, trying to play little little things. I really just kind of work out online anyway. Some some, some little um, openings I've been trying to do or something like that. Just try a line or something, but <clears throat> like that. But my chest dot com, my lead chest blitz is about seventeen plus right now, and my uh, chest dot com blitz is probably like fifteen plus right okay. now. Mm-hmm. Now, Tim, yeah. you was in the NBL too, so matter matter of fact, shout out to the NBL. You know, as a as a champion of an NBL tournament, you know, I definitely got to shout them out. <laughs> man, Chambers, Chambers plug. <laughs> See, first of all, man. Okay, uh, I was spectating these NBL jump offs, man. You know, I was spectating Joe and Cameron Tolliver and. And D Wild man, you know, when you know on these Monday and Fridays, and then it was just like, man, you spectating, you might as well get in. So I'm like, man, I don't know, whatever, I don't know. Then I was like, all right, man, F it though. I'm gonna go ahead and get in. So talk me into it, bro. I joined, I think it was the I think I did the three minute one first. Or did I do the bullet one first? I can't remember. I think you did a bullet first. You yeah, I think I did bullet did first. Bullet. Bro, I did bullet first, bro. Got destroyed. You beat me though. Whatever I, I did alert. first, I got destroyed. The first you beat one, me though. I got absolutely, I absolutely, man, I was so mad. Like, listen, bro, I wanted to throw my phone. Me and uh and D was talking at the same time, you know, while the uh, little arena was happening. I was, I was, I was so upset with my performance, bro. And then the next time, um, I played, I did a little bit better. Like, and really, I set low goals for myself. I really was just like. I just don't want to be the absolute last person here. That was really like my first goal, and then the second goal, I was just like, you know what? I at least want to. I at least want to, you know, what I'm saying get a couple, a couple points. You know, what I'm saying something a little bit decent. But, uh, but yeah, man, the arenas is hard, man. I could, I could definitely uh, vouch for that. Oh, yeah, man, really tough. Now so, moving on. Yeah. You also got another special skill that you also do in your spare time. Well, now I ain't gonna say your spare time, something that you work hard at. You're a boxer as well, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I want to do with my life. That is what I want to do with my life. I fall off the uh the discipline horse okay. sometimes, but you know, now now I'm back on and I'm working and I'm moving forward. You know. So yep, that's what that's what I do. That's oh, what okay, I do so how much of a correlation um, do you feel there there is or there might be between like the mental game of chess and the mental game of boxing? It's it's uh I mean believe it believe it or not it's so similar. It's like um <clears throat> it's extremely similar. I don't think there's many differences at all mm. because it's both they're both physically grueling, and and I've you know, realized when I'm in shape as far as boxing is concerned, my chess is better. But when I'm not in ah. shape, my chest goes down. And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of reading and stuff like that. And um, now I, I now I understand fully that physical exercise, it, it, it also helps your mental capacity in your mental cognition. It, it helps you a lot. You know what I mean? So the better shape, the better physical shape you're in, the better you will perform with a chessboard. And all that fatigue that you get, you won't really feel it. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it'll help you a lot. That's interesting because uh, me and Derek just had a conversation about this, and, and he's been wearing a uh, weight vest and some other stuff he got going on. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. And he really believes 
physical shape and chest kind of correlate. Like it's better to be in shape. They go, yeah. They go hand in hand, man. I'm telling you, Kasparov. They go hand in hand. Felt that way. Uh, Magnus. Magnus is a big uh, soccer player. I know Kasparov is more of a, a swimmer. Gary Kasparov, <laughs> former world champion. Um, you know what I didn't even realize, uh, Tim? Was that? I was running cross country during my best years. Really? Yeah, wow. my junior and senior year in high school, I ran cross country. I never thought that my, that might have helped my chess game. But now that I think about it, it probably did. It probably did, bro. Real talk. I was just thinking maybe some more like, cause you know I'm I'm, I'm probably, um I don't know I'd probably say like anywhere between a light to a medium uh fan of boxing like I try to follow it but I don't I don't I'm not as in in depth into it like some folks but I think it's some stuff like that that correlates also like when you talk about like maybe like anticipation right. You know, in chess, you're trying to, yeah. you know, predict, you know what I'm saying, the moves before they happen. I imagine in boxing, you're trying to predict quite a bit, you know what I'm saying, what, they, what they're trying to do, how they're trying to set you up before they actually do it. And um, what was another yeah. one? Oh, countering. Like, I know countering is pretty big. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, on a chessboard, you know, somebody trying to, you know what I'm saying, hit you with a blow. And, you know, you can actually, you know what I'm saying, kind of either maybe parry it or whatever, or you like you, you set up your counterattack. And I know that's probably like a direct correlation to some um, boxing concepts, also. Oh yeah, you make you make them pay for mm-hmm. it, or you could walk them. You can it's just like walking somebody into a, a line that you want them to play. It's like walking them right into the line, or whatever. It's the same thing in boxing. You can set them up, you know, walking right into the trap, walking right into the right hand up, you know, uh, dictating the pace off the jab. Mm. You know, it's the exact same thing. You know what I mean, and it's uh, oh. they kind of they kind of they kind of wigged me out a little bit when I started. To yeah, no, that stuff. just reminded me of another thing too. Like, this is something that I really just started to uh really learn and try my best to pay attention to. Like, I would say in a lot of my earlier years, this wasn't really a part of my thinking or consideration. But like now, I'm trying to be like extra aware to like time and timing. And, and chess, you know, we we really talk about this in terms of of tempo or tempi, right? You know what I'm saying? Like those valuable moments in time, you know what I'm saying? Capitalizing on time or lack your opponent's lack of time, you know, is a huge uh, deal, I guess, especially with the you know the stronger players. So that's that's crazy to me. Like all these parallels we able to find. Yeah, because oh, definitely. Oh man. Like even like um like not even the stronger players in chess. Like I didn't used to count. I didn't used to count time because I didn't used to know how. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, Joseph actually sent me a position during a during a time where in my system it was telling me that I have to count. Time. Right. So I kind of you know I kind of broke down a position, and he he told me that I did it in a correct way, and I feel like that was just simply because I was you know going through this book and it. You know, was telling me how to actually count time or tempo. They right. would say when you're looking at a position, and I didn't even understand that. After mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of explained some things to me, and you know, kind of opened my eyes. Yeah, bit. and the funny so thing about you. that, I think he thank you for that too. Yeah, no I think problem. he told me about that conversation that he had with you about that. Like that's the funny part about it too. Didn't you tell me about this uh this situation, Joe? Yeah, I believe so because I think we was talking about time, man. And I think and, you even said you sent them a game of yours that you played, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Or was it somebody else? 
I said a few people that game actually. Oh, okay. See, that's how I'm trying to. I know, you know, I know. I remember it was something along these lines. So that's dope, man. But yeah, that's something I I literally didn't learn that until I became I say around high class eight was timing, and I, I think that's the only thing that lacked between like class C, D, B, A, and expert is getting like understanding simple time. And it's crazy mm-hmm. because when somebody explains to you, it's like, wow, I didn't ever think that. I didn't ever think that, you know how like in a position in the end game, how you count moves and you make yeah. my piece go here, his piece go there. You literally point at the squares like in your mind. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had a guy actually just tell me, just count the squares, just count it all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you queen, he queens and five, you lose. Mm-hmm. So I, timing, I did, mm-hmm, my bad. Oh no! So yeah, timing is is literally everything, especially if you watch like the Yasser Sterawan strings or yep. um, the Five Gold strings. Jimmy string got some good strings. That's informative. Anything from St. Louis Chess Club. Yeah, if they're breaking down like top level games. They're always mm-hmm. oh he don't have time for that. Yep, yep, yep. Make sure when you're making a move, yeah. you're hitting something. You're chess gaining time. Yeah, time is like the most important factor in chess. Listen, can I just throw one more example out here for the people? Like, this is something that kind of blew my mind. It seems really simple, but it's something that's probably, I know I was overlooking, and it's probably overlooked by a lot of people. Like, say, like, let's say in the early stages of the game, right? Uh Uh-huh. Somebody has moved a particular piece more than one time. And if you, let's say, were to exchange one of your pieces for that piece, right? They're not only losing that piece, but they're losing all the time that they put into getting that piece where it was at. Exactly. Like, I, that kind of just blew my mind. So it's like, you actually are swapping off little, you know, moments of time, too, when you go through these little exchanges and stuff like that. Exchanging a well-developed piece for an undeveloped piece or vice versa. Like, that's crazy, yep. man. They just took five moves to put to plant that knight on C five, and you took it with a with a bishop you didn't even develop yet. Right. Mhm. That stuff adds up. That stuff adds up. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep the show going. Keep the energy up. Now we we touched on the NBL a little bit. So one thing I want to let the people know out here is that not only is this an arena right that we all getting into, um, that's being hosted on Lee Chess right. There's also some Facebook Messenger chats associated with this thing, okay? So, if, if you remember, if you participate in these, then most likely you're part of the, the, the official NBL chat and the unofficial NBL chat. And I just would like to say, uh, y'all be doing the most in those chat rooms, bro. <laughs> Listen, I be putting my junk on mute. For like, I don't know. I started off with just like a couple minutes, okay, an hour. I think now I'm, I'm averaging like I'll mute it for like eight hours at a time, and then I'll let it go and see what happens, you know. But man, y'all just y'all really be in them chat rooms, man. Like that's funny real. because I actually I actually had to mute the chat like five minutes ago because pancake and somebody Troy, I guess they going at it again, and the notification was popping up and and interrupting my um. Cause I got my Bluetooth headphones, so I'm, I'm getting the dings and it stops in the podcast, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and so, one particular reason why I bought these chats up, besides just letting the people know, is 
Uh, Jermaine, it kind of seemed like you was tossing my name around in the chat rooms, man. Oh, yeah, I was waiting on this. I was waiting on this. So, I mean, let's go ahead and get to that part. Like, what can we can we just uh get a little background and context on like how this came up, like what the conversation was, you know, and, and everything? Because I'm still not really sure, honestly. Hey, no, nah, see, I know you don't hang around in the chat like that. I don't really see your little, <laughs> I don't, I don't see your little face icon down there at the bottom. But you know, I just uh, it, it it really came about because I just got tired of you feel me, the all the Detroit chess killers covered in my man's Daniel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can how can I defend Daniel in a way that don't get me crushed? Okay, see, I can't I can't really rumble with the big cats, y'all got you know the. Uh, what the hell uh, with D and and Joseph and Canty and I can't rumble with y'all on that board, mm. but I think I, I'm like I think I can get. <laughs> hey, listen, man. So hey. let me let me call. Hey, listen, call. hey, I, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, listen. That that is perfectly perfectly fine, man. I actually got a kick out of that, um, and I don't I don't blame you at all because them is some killers. And, you know, I've been on the pod before saying, you know what, I maybe, you know what I'm saying, consider myself a little bit lower tier than some of the rest of them. But, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm no pushover, though. But I, I think that I respect that. That was a that was a boss move of you, man. Go, you know, go ahead and, uh, you know, tell, tell the people how you feel, really feel, you know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think, you know, pushover either. I wouldn't play mm-hmm. you. But um, I, I want to, I want to really. I need to put myself. It's kind of like, like I've I've gotten used to pressure because I, I'm a fighter. I fight all yep. the time, and now when I get in the ring, if I if I know who I'm fighting, there is really no pressure because I know this person. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know him, I might feel a slight amount of pressure. You know, you get that little weird feeling. Yep. You get the flush of adrenaline and stuff like that, and it's kind of like that. See, I got I already got a cage match with one of the guys I know. Chris, you know, he's pretty good. Over over the board, he's different than online. Online, he's like no competition, but over the board, he's actually tough. So I want to play him, but I also want to play somebody else that's not from Chicago. And I want to play somebody that's from Detroit. I need to put my foot on somebody's neck so I could talk crazy. Hey, too. hey, this is hey, I, hey I feel you, man. Okay. <laughs> Are you referring to Chris Shaw? Yeah, Chris Shaw is actually okay. He's man. from Chicago? Yeah, he's from Chicago. What's his rating? Okay. What, 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 what? Tell us something about him, Joe. You know about him? Uh, Chris, he used to play back in the day with uh, Daniel and Duane and um, and William. He used to be on William team in school, so he knows mm-hmm. a lot. But he kind of stepped away from the game, but kind of came back. Mm-hmm. But he's not he's not as strong as them. At oh, all. okay. You know what I mean? He's probably around like I feel like me and him are kind of on even ground. But I feel like th- that we were on even ground with me just coming into the game. But I, I I know for sure that I'm gonna crush him because I'm studying and I'm learning. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I I, I know I'm, I'm gonna crush him. I'm learning things that I didn't know. It's like, have you ever done something you were doing it correctly, but you didn't know why you were doing it? It's kind of yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. That in a sense. I'm learning why I was doing so. You know what I mean, I'm learning why certain things work, mm-hmm. but I was already kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. But this is a- Some people attribute that to kind of like instinct or uh, intuition. And that's, you know, that's something that kind of comes naturally. You can't really teach that. But but learning the why behind the what, though, like that's, you know, going to obviously take, yeah, take anybody's game, you know what I'm saying, that much further. And 
created to where maybe it's more you're able to duplicate that thought process and, and make those type of moves more often instead of just kind of maybe landing on them, you know, when your intuition is really firing at a high high rate of speed, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, let's get yeah. back to this, though. You and me, man, we can lock that in, bro. We can actually make that happen. Um, You know, I've been trying to see who on the Chicago side. I can, I can play, too. So, I mean, bro, I mean, it ain't nothing but space opportunity as far as that go with me. <laughs> Uh, like I, said, I, re- I respect the call out, bro. I respect it, and now yeah, and, just got to try to set it up. Yeah, and as a promoter, you know, when I talked to um Daniel and Lou, and I believe Johnny, Johnny was on. I think Nate wasn't available, but uh, I asked them, you know, what was the purpose behind NBL and Chicago chess blisters? And they was like, well, all the DMs are getting the attention, so they they created something for like the experts of math. And now I think both sides, not only me, I think Nick Kelly, you know, we, we have a few conversations. We want to actually start exposing the lower-rated players matters and the, 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 the weak players delegation. Like, we want to be able to set up matches for you guys because the lower-rated player, <laughs> player, you know, they're supporting us. So we want to start supporting you guys and booking matches. So we like to see y'all calling out each other because eventually y'all going to get up there with us eventually. I don't think it, is. it won't be. It won't. It won't be long. Yeah, I don't think I it'll like be long for none. Of, for none of us. Mm-hmm. You talk about y'all. Okay, well, I'm on your ass, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know that's just uh, motivation. Derek, Derek is really, really making this push to try to become a 2,000 rated player, um, like as soon as possible. Hopefully, within the next tournament or two. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested to see, you know, how much pressure you can put, you know, and others, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, cause he, he close, he like, he like 1900, um, 19 and some change. Like I think like, is it a 1900, 1905 or 1914 for some reason? It's one of those. I can't, I, I'm not exactly sure, but, um, but yeah, if you could apply some pressure. And, and everybody's motivating everybody, you know what I'm saying, to get to their uh, they next benchmark or their next goal. Like, man, that's the name of the game right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think it's a, it's only a matter of time. Like I said, you got to raise your temperature. And, you know, D is doing the, he's doing the right thing by um, planting those quads with the Masters. I've been checking that out or whatever. With, uh, I think his name is Mario Lopez. Yeah, Mario not Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, um, you know, he's doing the right thing by playing stronger players. That's why I'm kind of just gonna move up and play, you know, in offer section just so I can see kind of, you know, what my limits are right now at this, uh, you know, particular right. moment. Just you just gotta keep going. You gotta first, you gotta believe that you can do it. Like, one thing that I that I just don't like about you know, chess players in general uh-huh. is like, um, it's like I feel like they put a cap on themselves. Like, hey, like, ah, oh, I should have started when I was eight so I can reach this level. Or uh, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm grown now. I'm an adult, so I can't reach this level. And even in, in chess as a whole, they don't really, you know, promote adults playing chess, so to speak. It's kind of a young man sport. But, um, like, I think a lot of people think that they can't improve once they reach a certain age, and that's just beyond me. That's something that I can't quite understand. Well, you know, they, I don't understand it. Well, my point on that is I think people feel that way because when you're a kid, you don't have responsibilities. 
and you can just, you know, go home, go in your room and lock in. When you're an adult, it's kind of hard to balance it. So, so people fall off, got to go to work, got the kids, got the wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they try to stop and then jump back in. But with chess, you got to, like, if you're training, it's like boxing. You can't train for three months and you got to fight at the end of the year, then stop, take a break for two or three months, and then jump back in and think, like, you pretty much, the other three months don't exist. You pretty much starting over every time you stop, in my opinion, when it comes to chess. Mm. Because you, gotta, right, but you resp- have to keep going. Yeah, but responsibilities aren't necessary, aren't necessarily like um, something that you can put on it because if you can make time to watch the Game of Thrones or to play 2K or to do, to do there's 24 hours in a day. You still, have, you still have time to do, you know, to study if that's what you want to do. Just to cut you off, Game of Thrones is uh, more important than chess. <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter is that's coming. That's why Game of Thrones is like right after, like it's like my kids, Game of Thrones, then like my my job and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like that's my priority, bro. I started watching that show because of this man. I thought it was trash at first, but oh, I no, watched a tripping. couple episodes and then yeah, I got hooked. <laughs> now Game April of Thrones, 4th, April fourteenth. Shout out to HBO. Hopefully they sponsor us. Nice. No. <laughs> okay. All right, so I got, I got, I got a question for you, Jermaine. What's up, bro? What do you find most satisfying? Uh, landing a, a a nice combination on a chessboard, or getting a crispy, clean punch off in a fight? Like, what, what do you like? What do you enjoy more between those two? Oh no, it's not even, dude. That's not even a comparison. It's a, it's definitely boxing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here in front like you know chess is a priority over boxing. Okay, chess is something that um, chess is something that kind of got got my life back on track. Mm-hmm. That like it, it 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 really did, and uh, it's a little bit personal, but it was something that I was really just you know doing a lot of inward reflection. This is how I got back into chess as a, <clears throat> as an adult. How I actually started playing tournaments. I was uh, mm-hmm. at a point in my life about two years ago. That's when I got back in, you know, got back into chess and started playing tournaments seriously. I um I was trying to develop better habits and you know on my on my quest to become a better person. Mm. And, uh, what book was I reading? I think it was Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. I could be wrong, but um it was just saying how hard it is to to just let go of, go of a habit completely. You have to replace you got to replace a bad habit with a better habit. And I replaced mm. a lot of the stuff that I was doing. I replaced it chess. So I started playing chess on my phone. And the next thing you know, I am like, fuck this. Okay, I end up at a tournament, AUIC. And that was just it. I started playing after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tournament UIC, mm-hmm. you know, another tournament. You know, went to Kings Island. And it was just a lot. You know, so they kind of got me going. I was headed. I was headed in the wrong direction a little bit. Got away from boxing. Got away from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But chess kind of got me back on that straight path. You know what I mean? It kind of centered me. Even right now, when I go through go through the struggles with like my weight, and I'm not directly in a gym and stuff like that. Outside mm-hmm. of boxing, like chess is something that always keep me centered. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just like a huge part of my life. That's why I know I'm gonna be, you know, an expert again this year. It's just gonna be easy. Now, do you feel like the the Blitz League, all the matches, the Chicago, Detroit? 
Um, do you feel that bringing like some of y'all retired Chicago players, you know, back into the fold? Do you think people are coming back because of these reasons? Um, I mean, like, um, I really, I, like I said, I've been around for about two years playing competitively, but I've seen a lot of those old guys. They used to be at the park. I used to see them all the time, but I just didn't really know them like that. Stop by trying to play a few games, keep it moving. But like some of the guys that I'm seeing online now, it's kind of the same guys that kind of already been playing. I don't know about coming out of retirement and all of that, but it's definitely making some guys step their game up. Like, let I me mean, like, like Daniel, you know, he's stepping his game up. You know what I mean? This is a, I think, I feel like this is kind of him. You know what I mean? If, if, if that makes any sense, it's like, let me see. This is kind of like his thing. This, this NBL and, and stuff like that. This is like benefiting him in, in like a huge way because mm-hmm. he'll be a, he'll be a master son. It's him working on his game. It's basically like him doing homework, working on his game publicly, like showing everybody and mm-hmm. using that to help right. him improve in a way. I feel like D is kind of doing the same thing. Okay, uh, let me D, ask you this. Let me ask you this. The way you just kind of uh, frame that up for us kind of leads me to this analogy. So I'm just going to go ahead and just double check you, you know, your temperature on this one. Okay? One of our two cities, Chicago or Detroit, one of the two cities is Goku and one of the two cities is Vegeta. Which one is which, in your opinion? Well, first of all, I was going to let you know. (laughs) <laughs> Vegeta is my favorite animated character in history. Uh huh. Like this is this is an unfair analogy because but, Vegeta, 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 I like Vegeta more than I like anybody that's you know animated. Period. Okay, but if I could just jump in real quick though, my if my memory serves me correct, Vegeta kind of historically has been well, except for at first. At first, he clearly had the edge. But since that, uh, maybe the first time him and Goku went at it, I think like he's kind of always been kind of low key, you know, saying right there, but a little bit playing catch up. Detroit is Vegeta. Say it again. Detroit is Vegeta. You think Detroit's Vegeta? I don't even watch Dragon Ball Z. So we, I don't even we know just, which, which. I don't we even know which character. We don't be the true uh Saiyan prince. I just know no, that. It, it, I, I mean, hold on, let, let, just let me tell you my reason. I just know off of memes online that Goku is like a deadbeat, so I can't. I don't want a that. A like, <laughs> maybe this is the wrong analogy, bro. Bro, Goku went to each level higher than Vegeta. Like once they got to start being like Super Saiyan and beyond, like Goku hit like all those levels first. Super Saiyan. Yeah, but then he uh, leave, like his son behind or something. Ultra Instinct. Goku hit all them first. Vegeta wasn't ever. Joe, you better stop believing in damn memes. You better start believing in who? He better stop believing in memes. No, but uh, I get exactly what you're saying, Tim. But I, I think that um, we have a Dragon Ball conversation later, okay. you and I. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think Chicago is uh, probably in a bigger scheme of things, probably stronger than Detroit. Just the scene is a little different. From what I'm seeing, but I am here mm-hmm. and I'm not there, so I don't see there. But y'all do got guys that's like doing stuff, like y'all mm-hmm, top guys mm-hmm. in the pro chess league and stuff like that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's tough, but I feel like we like um, 
we gotta be like goddamn it, we gotta be like uh Calico and A Verb. Oh, oh you gonna take it to the battle? We gotta kill a okay. New York nigga. Oh, okay. And we and we beat y'all in that 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 Detroit versus Chicago battle though. So. Say, say that again. I said we beat y'all in the Detroit versus Chicago battle. In the rap battle. Yeah. In the rap battle what? of battle rappers or like chess players battle rapping. Battle battle rappers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we ain't we ain't really got nobody. Yeah, y'all think y- y'all brought like Big T and Prince Laura down here. Yeah, yeah like, I ain't know nothing, man. They can't stand with Calico. <laughs> <laughs> Calico actually used like a song too in the battle. Like the whole verse of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cal- Calico dope though, bro. Like on a battle rapping tip, he dope, but he ain't no Averb. No, Averb, you talking about lyrical genius. Like Averb is a lyrical genius. I take daylight. There's a few of them out there. Yeah, definitely. I like that's, that's like that's my guy. How about uh, how about we start uh playing some games now? Okay, <laughs> hey, we can't go to that one game. <laughs> oh wait, I don't know which one game you're talking about, but knocking I... people out and catching hands. We can't. Oh no, yeah, that's... no, yeah. we definitely going to that one. We definitely. You said we. You, wait, you said we definitely are. Yeah, because this, this is about to get oh, real. Man. If Jermaine put his hands on people, ain't that technically like a sort with a deadly weapon or something like this, man? He, don't you got you got licensed, registered hands, bro, or something? Not in the self-defense. <laughs> no, I mean, we have we have licenses or whatever, but that's for, as a professional, they consider it deadly weapons and all of that. That's yeah, like see, bro, he got, them, he got them hands that's uh registered killer hands, bro. <laughs> like if he let them go, that's basically you know what I'm saying. Life or death situation. But um, all right. I definitely wanted to play this one game. We'll start it off with this one. Um, I hope I hope it's not whack, but I, I just was curious. You know, uh, what is an opening you hate playing against? Uh, I don't hate playing against none. Actually, really, I like. And I don't. I, I mean, when I when I first started out, I used to hate being rushed. Definitely when I was playing like Blitz and all that, I used to hate when people rushed me because they put me on defense a lot. And, they, you know, it was kind of hard to defend, not really knowing how to defend. But now that I know how to defend a little bit, I'm straight. <laughs> I don't care what you play. Okay. You're going to lose. So, let's – first of all, do you play E4 as white? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, he played the king game. Right, okay. I got, then, I got a D4 that. game. I got a D4 game. Okay. I got okay. Fair enough. Game. So let's just say you go with E4, okay? And let's just say your opponent goes for some uh, knight F6. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Would you go ahead and uh, proceed down this uh, alakai or like... You ain't got that, no choice. Would that, would that bother you? I wouldn't bother me. Okay. Or what if you went E4, they go E5, you go Knight F3, they go Knight F6. You'd be down for some of that uh that Petrov action? Uh, possibly. It depends. depends <laughs> on, I'm, depends, I'm trying to nail you down on something on, like where it's just like, man, on, oh, I hate that. <laughs> it got to be one opening. You'd be like, man, this guy. Okay, let's assume you black. If somebody hits you with that one G4, that grab. How you feel about that? Uh, I'm gonna play my own too. Okay, Tim, ask me. Let me start it off since he's gonna be shy about this. Tim, you ask me the question. Okay, 
Joe, we already know that as black, you hate playing against one D four. So yeah, please give us something that you hate playing against besides that, because we already know that. You just said it, D four. Anybody that played D four, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm going to assume you like me, like because it's just a gay open, like it's gay, it's whack, it's boring. Like next, French players, I feel the same about y'all. Like, play something exciting, man. Don't nobody, it's bad enough. For instance, we're going to Chicago Open. It's 40 moves in two hours, being sudden death in one hour. It's bad enough I got to sit across from you for possibly six hours. At least make it fun. Like, I don't want to be sitting there in a <laughs> lockdown position. Pawn change. We both got eight pawns on the game, you know, on the board. 40, 40 moves into the game. <laughs> like, no action. Like, Fights it up. Like, that's why I like I, I like the fact that Jermaine plays the Kings Gambit. That's exciting. Even though Daniel Jones gets on my nerves, he plays a weird F4 opening. That's exciting. Like, play exciting chess. Like, quit playing this boring stuff. Jermaine, what do you think about that? It looks it looks like uh, Jermaine may have left the conversation. Uh, that default pressure might have been a little bit too much. So... <laughs> Um, while we wait for him to rejoin, which hopefully he will, uh, I'll just go ahead and chime in and say, Joe, um, that means I'm going to have to definitely, uh, prep some, uh, default stuff, man, just for you, bro. Just cause you, oh, no, just, I, you dislike it so much. I'm not scared of it. I'm, I mean, I can open, I can open the position up Right. Well, I mean, hey, more positional now. I mean, yeah, but I would rather play you in something where I know you you're not particularly fond of it. I mean, right. right. Me... I need all I need all the advantages I can get. Hold on, hold on. He got disconnected. Um add him back now. Yeah, man, go ahead and shoot him that link and get him back up in here, man. Cause uh, you know, even though boxers, you know, be Doing the the Floyd May, Mayweather shoulder roll, he can't Floyd show uh, Mayweather shoulder roll up out of these questions we got for him. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Back. back, there you go. Yeah, I'm he back. back. Hey, you I back. was just saying, you know, boxers be liking to uh Floyd Mayweather shoulder roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't let you shoulder roll on these questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't have no action. Oh, okay, yeah, man. So. Joe just doubled down on his default hatred. Um, I hate it. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> do you feel like uh, there's there's one particular opening or opening line that you just like, man, like this some bull? Like I'm I'm trying to hurry up and get this game over as soon as possible. Okay, it's like uh, I've been playing. I played D once in a little daily, little three day, and I played can't you. I play him all the time in that little three day, but they play this little weird Sicilian when you uh, <clears throat> um, but they um, they always push the pawn in a Sicilian position. They always push the Sicilian. Push. Say it again. It's uh e four c five knight f three. Then whatever they do, then they play c three. Yeah, I, I don't really like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that, that's that's actually getting very popular these days too. Three isn't that technically called the alpha variation or something? No, it's called the uh C three Sicilian. The C yeah, it's called the C three Sicilian. I thought it was called. They play it to the reason they play it. No, the reason they play it is because if you play white 
and a guy plays Cecilia, you have to know, like, I don't even know how many variations. I'm going to guess to say at least 30 different. So who's, who's going to prepare for 30 different variations when they can play the, the C3 Cecilia and they can just make it their own? Now they got people off balance. True. My and I might be giving a, a little bit of secret sauce away here. Um, I actually like to play the closed Sicilian with the Fianchetto Bishop on the king side, little uh G3 Bishop G2 action. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that leads to some, um, you know, some different looking Sicilian games too. But okay, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's the same idea as to get people out of their familiar line. Mm-hmm. And you're in more familiar lines. Right. Yep. I okay. mean, you know, the board going to be different. The game going to be played different, but it's like the same idea. Like, okay, I know the C3 Sicilian. I know the close Sicilian. We about to see if they know it. Because I'm not about to play into whatever line. And the Sicilian is so tricky, you can transpose it into so many different variations. Like, <laughs> and you play one wrong move order in the opening, you're going to get punished badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like aggressive players, like people that trick you, and then next thing you know, you went to an accelerated dragon. When you, you know, <laughs> right. So you have to be, you have to be very careful playing. I will only play the open Sicilian at a, um, I say like a extra level above, if I'm like well versed in every variation, and that's so hard to do. Like I probably know it 10, is. 15 of them, but it's so many of them. It really is. And then, man, bro, sometimes the Sicilians, man, where you get opposite side castling, bro, and then it'd be like straight up wing attacks on both sides. Both people rushing to checkmate the other people, dog. It'd straight be crazy, fight. bro. Yeah, that happened happen a lot when, like, you play the, uh, like, I try to play the accelerated drag and somebody end up going for, like, the Yugoslav right. attack in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I won a couple of games like that, actually. And, yeah, like, man. That's going to be crazy. All right, yeah, so let's play. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's play. Uh, let's play another game, man. This one is a relatively new one, and um, it's a little bit. It's a little bit challenging. Okay, it's a little bit challenging, but it don't got to be super challenging. But uh, this one is uh, we basically say who is um someone in the chess world. Okay, this could be somebody locally, nationally, internationally. That you know, be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind just going ahead and Derek Jeter sliding into their DMs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask uh Joe, I'm gonna ask you this question first, man. Who do you got for us today on that uh Detroit Giant uh DM slide? In the chess world. Yep, it's got to be somehow re- related to the chess community for that uh, DM slide slizzle. <laughs> the last one y'all ain't like because y'all ain't know who she was. It, well, if you need if you need a minute, I can do mine first because then you know say I already got one in the chamber. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, the one who I got called up, man, in the chamber right now, I actually just started following her on Twitch. Um, but I've seen her do some commentary for uh, like World Chess and stuff like that before, chess.com. But her name is uh, International Master Anna Rudolph. Okay. Y'all know who she is? I know who that is. She yeah, got she an got accent. Red hair. She got like blonde hair with bangs. 
Nope. Oh no, that's uh Jennifer Shahade, but I I think I already mentioned her too. Like she's pretty much, you know, an automatic. But uh but no, Anna Rudolph, this is what I particularly like about her. I tuned into her stream today and her and it, there was somebody else. I ain't gonna say her name because I'm saving her for the future DM slide. But uh <laughs> but basically what they oh, had man. was they had their subscribers who are all lower rated players. They took five of them each and they had them play against each other in like a subscriber team battle. And each time they played, whether win or lose, they was just talking them up like real big time, like, oh, you did this so good and, and all that. I'm just like, yeah, they're going to be saying my name like that one day. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but, but okay. All right, Terrible. Joe, you, you thought about somebody? I'm gonna have to go with uh, the the Russian. What uh, Castine? Cast- I don't know how to pronounce her name. Castine? 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 You? Mm, I'm not too familiar with that one again, boss. Yeah, Russian GM. Oh, Russian GM. Okay. Yeah, I believe she was the world the world women's champion at one point. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to do some research. Yeah, I'm, I think you're doing some research on that. All right. How about you? How about you, Jermaine? What's up, man? Well, I've been teaching my girl how to play chess, so we just gonna stick with that one. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Said I've been teaching my girl. How oh, to play okay. See, so my... see, I should. Yep, I should. Yep. Okay, respect. So my 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 beautiful. Yeah, beauty, man. Hey, ain't woman. nothing wrong with that at all. She, club. She in the chess community, bro. One hundred. Okay. So now let's play this one, man. Okay. Uh. This is the one um, uh, Joe was kind of uh, previewing, forecasting to a little bit earlier. And this is basically a spinoff of another popular game where, you know what I'm saying, uh, you got three options. And so our three options for this game is who in the chess community is somebody that you want to hang out with? Um, who is somebody in the chess community that you want to actually lock in over the board with? You could already, you could obviously just say me again if you wanted to, or you could pick somebody else, don't matter. And then the third one is who in the chess world is you trying to do the hand throwage with, bro? And this is a dangerous proposition for you, but uh, <laughs> but that's the three options. So, Jermaine, would you would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, point. tell us. Hang but, out with, lock in and play uh, chess with, and then who you want to do some hand throw with on? Well, let me see. Uh, who, I like, who would I like to hang with? Probably uh, probably Joe, because he seems like, um, from from what I've seen, like in the chess world, a lot of people are kind of genuine. But he, he helped me with something, and it was in it, it was like, it was no. It was it was genuine, for sure. you know what I mean. It wasn't ulterior motive stuff like that. We had some, you know, some decent conversations. He seemed like a pretty cool dude, so I would definitely like to hang with Joe. And I'm already gonna lock in and step on yeah, next. Yeah, so who yeah. else aside from you would I like to probably uh, play on? I would like to, I would like to play knock like Nakamura. It's like my favorite chess player. I like his streams and I like yeah, man. Talk. You know, his streams are hilarious. He's the only. He's the only player that doesn't mind showing confidence. 
everybody else is like a timid, you know, I don't mean like they all timid and cowardly yeah. in a sense. To me, that's kind of what I see. That's just to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? I could be, I could definitely be wrong. But Naka is like, well, other guys are like, well, I could have did this and possibly would have did that. Naka be like, yeah, I should have done this and I'd have crushed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, I just like Naka. I like Yeah, Naka, Naka Puzzle Rush Streams is like a yeah. must Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> one more, one more. He funny as hell. The only streams I watch, I just created my Twitch, but the only streams I watch is uh, Naka and, and Canty. Canty is fucking hilarious. That is Listen, not a move. Yeah, <laughs> that is not a move. Let me give you one more, bro. Let me give you Shout one out more. Canty, please, James Canty. You please uh <laughs> check out Chess Bra. That's Chess C H E S S B R A H, bro. Yeah, he uh can't see host. Yeah, and sometimes they be raiding each other, right? Where they send their viewers over to the other channel that's um also streaming. Listen, them them Canadians, man, they they play, they show love to their subscribers, they explain things, they have fun, like they'll actually like be playing like little like they'll they'll like whatever, they'll be playing music, they'll be drinking sometimes, man. Just real like good vibes, bro. Good vibes and good chess. That's another good channel I would recommend to you or uh to anybody else in the audience also. Can I please jump in on that? Because the chess bro, Eamon Hamilton, yep. he had an hour and a half stream one day <clears throat> where he played this one line where he stacked the queenie for two pieces. He did it for an hour and a half straight and beat everybody. And his main thing in the line was, I'm going to keep my two bishops. So it was it was hilarious because people were trying to stack like rooks on bishops and he wouldn't even let them stack their chains on them. And it was literally, he was like, an hour and a half, he was literally moving his two bits around the board, running from exchange. It was like the funniest shit I've seen in my life. And they were still losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, definitely check out Chess Bros, too. And uh, the other Chess bra, uh Grandmaster Eric Hansen, him and Naka be going back and forth, and they be playing each other a lot on each other's streams, too. Like, they kind of got this little rivalry, non-rivalry, because Nakamura pretty much always be, you know what I'm saying, laying into him, of course, but you know saying, they, do, they do be going at it, though. Yep. Yeah. But okay. Uh, Joe, did you want to uh, tell everybody, uh, you know what I'm saying, your latest hang with, lock it in with, and throw hands with? Oh, Jermaine didn't do the last one. Oh, yeah, he didn't do his hand throwish, did he? <laughs> he tried to skip right over that, bro. He tried to you Adrian got... Broner right over that question, bro. Man, you gave him a way out. <laughs> now nah, that was you. I was waiting. Oh, so oh, so oh, yeah. Okay, he was just in the cut waiting. To, all right, all right. So yeah, without further ado, I think the world want to know, man. <laughs> oh well, I'm definitely gonna. I definitely want to put hands and feet on me. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> It's on site. It's on site. Hey, dog. That's my man's. That's my man's, and I love him. Look, that's my man's, and I love him. And if anybody else put hands and feet on him, I'm going to put hands and feet on him. But that's that's my guy. But he he just trolled 9,000. Oh, my God. Hold on. It's it's a lot of guys. Oh, so you say you say we got to get you back on so we can give you the rest of the hand throwage uh segment. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna give you some hand throwage right now. <laughs> man, Nate is like GM trolling, man. <laughs> Dog, that's hilarious, <laughs> bro. 
put hands on Nate. I put hands on Jeff. <laughs> Jeff the Hesu. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. De- Jeff DeJesus put hands on his ass. Oh, man. Tim, go, Tim you got to go because I still ain't even thought about that. He always here, boy. Oh, man. Dog, that's what uh-huh. I, Okay. So, yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Uh. Let's see. Mm, real quick. Um. Uh. Yeah. Hang out with. Shoot, man. Who haven't I said? Because I've already done a few of these segments, bro. Um. You know. Uh. Okay. Somebody who I would like to hang out with um, actually uh, is, you know, um, y'all got this IM out there, man. His name is, uh, well, I just know him as IM Max. Oh, yeah, he from uh, Max. He from, I only ran into him a couple times. He from, like, Serbia. Are you talking about Dajan? Dajan? Yeah, yeah, he be dude. He yeah, be I crushing see. People. He be crushing I, people, and I just feel like, man, we could probably take a couple shots of vodka or something, and like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they they mad know. cool though. He could probably tell me some, you know, saying some stories from, you know, what I'm saying his homeland and everything. You know, he might know some real cool uh culture spots to hang out. You know, in uh Chicago region. Okay, so lock it in. Bro, I got to lock it in with you, dog, uh, Jermaine. Um, you know, only because, like I said, out of respect, you called me out. Um, you know, and, you know, we got to put on for our cities, man, and see what's going to happen with that. And uh, I know. We, don't, we ain't got to see what's going to happen. We, we know what's about to happen, brother. Wait, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to go all the way there. Like, I didn't I didn't know you want to already <laughs> just let it be known that I was just going to go ahead and wipe the blow oh. with you, but. No, it's time, <laughs> my brother. Seven. 17. Oh, uh, okay. So you said 17 4. We're going to play at 21 games. That's what Cage oh, is. You got me there. So I might even lose this boy. Okay, 21 games. All blitz. Now you go like five minutes, three minutes. Oh, okay. like, well, whatever, like whatever the standard controls is, then, you know, I ain't trying to reinvent the wheel or nothing. But, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Boom. All right. So there that is. And then uh, let's see for this hand throwage. I'm gonna try to think of one real quick because Derek, man, he been catching me. He been calling me out, man, saying like I've been taking the easy route, bro. <laughs> Basically, you know, what I'm saying picking people who maybe it wouldn't even really be like a scrap with. But my thing is, man, I don't really got beef with nobody, so I'm be like, man, who who could I actually say to satisfy this part of the game? But you don't have That's to have too. beef. With nobody, I ain't got no beef with Nate. That's you know, right about that. But you know, it ain't, it ain't no, it ain't no beef. But I just want to, you know, some people they say they say things, mm-hmm. and you gotta hit them upside the head. But in this mm-hmm. case, I ain't trying to go to jail, so I ain't trying to hit nobody upside the head. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, then in that case, and you know, this might cause me to get my uh, you know, I mean to get pony stomped, but I'll go ahead and throw hands. <laughs> With Daniel Jones. Oh man, he goes, boy. I know that man know kung fu. I know he know kung fu, man. I know he got the uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, the Mister Miyagi dog, your own tuck. Nah, not even that. He just want. He just live real clean, man. He like one time a day. That Daniel was in superb condition. Oh, man. Unless y'all in the phone booth, you better stay away. 
But just imagine though, if I caught him with that one, huh, and then boom, that's the shot heard all around the chess world. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah, if I get him this, that, if I just get that one off, boom, you know what I'm saying? Then it'll be, be like it'll go viral. It'll go viral. They'll play it in Cincinnati. They'll play it in New York. <laughs> like Brooklyn Jerry will get on talk about it. It's a oh, shot heard around the world, you know. Oh man! So yeah, I'll I'll put that on wax then, you know. And and not to, not to mention, man, he kind of do got a, a rival podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, since my man's and stuff, so you know. <laughs> man, they be disrespectful. He got a, and he on the same uh podcast app too, man. Like, dog, <laughs> really? So yeah, so so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do the hand throws with him. Even though, yeah, like I said, I might not even be able to get it off. But if I did, it would be it would be monumental. You know what I'm saying, like that. So what's up, Joe? You got one? Your turn. All right. Um, what's first? Hang out, play, and then throw the hands with. Yep. Hang out. Actually, I'm looking forward to hanging out with the uh, with the Detroit Killers and the Blitzers down in Chicago, Chicago. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some names. Jermaine, of course, Malik, Will, all three of them to show us love on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Louie, that's my man. Me and Louie talk a lot of trash. Um, oh, I, Johnny Strap. <laughs> nice. Hey, that, hey, look, that got to be the funniest. That, that guy's hilarious, man. He told me he go bring me some thoughts, some, some other stuff in, in Chicago, so so, <laughs> so we going to hang out. <laughs> nice. Um. Play, it's, it's easy. X. You really think you could beat Daniel, man? In the I would fuck Daniel up. I don't know, man. Daniel could play, but I, but but I think I can fuck Daniel up. He, I can't do nothing with him at like oh, blitz. That's a that's a whole different ball game. But see, chess just like you feel me. Chess got levels, brother. <laughs> just like y'all be putting y'all foot on our little head. Daniel is a bigger fish than you right now. I don't <laughs> believe it. Then you gotta play. Then you gotta play Canty. You know what I mean? You gotta play the big first, guy. First of all, Daniel's gonna lose bad to Canty. Worse than I will lose to Canty. Well, I don't think so, man. I think y'all. I think y'all underestimate. We ain't underestimating y'all. Y'all really think Daniel has a chance against Canty? Yeah, he beat him already. Then he beat him what five and a half to three or some silly shit like that. But see, this is the thing, bro. This is the thing. Right now, when when they when we playing in the arenas, everybody's playing half distracted. Well, except me. I I go sit in the corner and my girl wonder what uh-huh. I'm doing. Cause you know what I <laughs> so you know what I'm playing chess. Leave me alone. But I don't play distracted. I just get beat. But everybody, like some of the guys, they be playing distracted and all that. But when it's time to lock in over the board. The dude is something different, man. Like I sit and watch him play like Max Dijon. I've watched Daniel beat him before. Max spotting everybody in the club, crushing everybody in the club. I've watched Daniel be the only one. Well, Daniel and Tim sometimes be like only people that come out, you know, getting victories or getting even getting close. Because Max is way stronger than them, but they mm-hmm. they do good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I watch I watch Daniel and the way he compete with other guys. Daniel was pretty good, man. They, I, <clears throat> I wish he would just go and play in the classical tournaments and go ahead and just get the little master title and all of that. 
but I think y'all underestimate him, and I think y'all really shouldn't. You know, what I mean? no, no, we're we, we, we not underestimating him. Know we, we know he can push. We we know he definitely can push. Yeah. I just know. I just know. But like, I've seen a lot of his game, and I know my game. I just don't think he can beat me in, in a blitz match. Let me let me let me ask you this, uh-huh. Joe. Let me ask you this. Online, because even me, like even me right now, I don't play like like my uh-huh. opening. I do work on some. Of them. I do work on some of them online, but it's a lot of stuff that I'm working on that's not online. Right. Same with. I, I would assume that's the same thing you do, or the same thing, same thing mm-hmm. Dang you do, or can't you? Like that's why different people make different accounts so they can work on different things without the people that they know knowing. Like right now, I know I got two cage matches coming up. I don't want to lose my dough, so I'm working on different things that I'm not gonna play online where everybody can go. And go over my games and look at my right. games. You know, I'm sure everybody not playing their strongest chess online. Maybe I'm not gonna say that because I mean you, you gotta you gotta get the practice in. Like I don't play my best lives like a lot of times, but it, I'm also playing stuff that I'm working on. So I, I don't. I mean, if somebody wants wants to go through like all my online games and break down, like it's blitz. First of all, I'm making mistakes so. So I don't. I don't think they. they right. You. You can really get a good gauge of my game going over my blitz games because like I'm trying new stuff. I'm a. It's gonna be a weird idea. I might leave a pawn hanging that I normally wouldn't leave hanging. You know. Right. Man, listen. Let me stop you right there, man. Who you trying to throw hands with, bro? We <laughs> talk about all this other stuff, and that that's the question we all. Who is you throwing hands with, bro? Hand throw it. Who am I throwing the hands with? Yeah, we talking hey, head butts, <laughs> elbows, knee shots, Knees. exactly. Ground and pound. Pause. But yeah, ground and pound. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to get too political, but but all over in Detroit. I don't want to get too political, and 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 this guy, this guy, all right by me. But uh, I gotta throw the hands with Jeff the Hazels now. Like <laughs> Jeff the Hazels. Wait a minute. It, Jeff DeJesus, your name been mentioned twice on this pod. I'm expecting a response within 48 hours. He got to catch the hands, man. With it, watch your back. Within 48 hours, I'm expecting some type of response from you, Jeff DeJesus. I know you. He got to catch the hands, man. Somebody's gonna hear this. You, if you don't hear this, I know some people you know gonna hear this, man. We. We gotta we gotta get something on the record, dog. We 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 gotta get to the bottom of all this. But, and, uh, and, and like how Jermaine said, Nate is a big troll. Jeff is Jeff is a, like him and him and Jeff is like head to head and throw. Oh yeah, no, nah, ain't no, ain't nobody head to head with Nate. With Nate, mm, so, man. Uh, when well, well, Nate, Nate might be GM, Jeff bought I am in. Yeah, and, uh, Nate will make a meme. He'll make a meme of you and then start a fight so he could post. Wow, <laughs> Nate is petty like that. Wow, <laughs> oh, God, that's dirty, man. <laughs> Just gotta oh catch these hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, fellas, like we've been going for a while, man. So we should probably go ahead and wrap this up. You know, people uh they probably won't listen to much, much longer than this. So I mean if we got to, we could come we could come at them with a part two, man, of the Jermaine interview continue. But uh Jermaine, is there anything, man, you wanna say, man, to the people in closing, bro? Yeah, I mean, uh thanks. Thank y'all for having me. 
You know what I mean? I'm gonna get D a pass. I was gonna throw hands with him <laughs> because he ain't because he ain't here. But I know he with the kid. He know he know he with the kid. I know he with the kids right now. So I'm gonna give a pass. You know what I mean? So you know, y'all all good with me, man. I appreciate you know what y'all do and you know like D and a lot of the guys. I see a lot of the guys on the internet working with the kids, and that's uh that's really the future, man. And that's kind of cool. Damn. Just thank y'all for being on the podcast. No problem. And you know D-Box, too. Well, you too. That's... Hey, look, I, I, I understand <laughs> that, brother. But just like, just like, just like Chess got level. That, yeah, that's true. Basically, that D is said he's going to knock your ass out. Bro, hey, D, <laughs> hey, D would, he would be the first to admit that he, he didn't get too, too many lessons now. I mean, I, but just about every man has had at least the most basic rudimentary boxing Okay, you know, you want to protect yourself and you know you you throw this this away and that, you know what I'm saying, type of deal. You know, maybe a little bit of footwork into there, but yeah. But uh no, but I mean, just outside of outside of actual boxing, it's just about the level of violence you're willing to display. Right, exactly. The level of violence that you're willing to, the the level that you're willing to go. And I, I before I even start boxing, like Fighting was just a part of my everyday fucking life. My mama got nine kids, mm. <laughs> and all, and she took care of everybody. All my yeah, cousins, so that sound like a dangerous man right there. Like, like he had many, many of fights. <laughs> so you, ba- you basically said, "If I'm a fight, mine will get paid for it." Right. <laughs> On the radio, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, this man, this was, this was a fun pod, bro, man. I'm, I'm I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Telling us, you know, letting everybody know about you, man. Um. And I think it's been uh, very, very insightful, you know what I'm saying, to know, you know what I'm saying, your your perspective on things. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that, dog, and, and Joe for quarterbacking this thing uh, and, uh, and, and D's absence. You know, um, I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. This, I had a good time. All right. Man, me too. Thank, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. All right, y'all. Yeah. I guess that does it for this episode of the Detroit Chess Killers podcast. Show some love, show some support. D, we'll catch you on the flip side. When you back home, man, everybody, take it easy. Peace out. Peace. Peace. What up, though? Timothy, what up, bro? What's going on, fam? Just waiting on, uh, on Jermaine to chime in, and we can get the show rolling. Uh, okay, well. Hopefully, it don't take as long as some people log on. Brother Andrew. Hey, you said it. I didn't. Oh, man. We be having all type of uh, shenanigans when people be trying to log on. They be, right. uh, they be powering up engines. You know. Hello? Doing whole, doing, yeah, what up, though? What up, man? what up, what up? Yes, sir. We in this thing for the latest episode of the Detroit Chess Killers podcast. You know, normally presented by the D Wildman, aka Derek Wilder. But uh he's handling he's finishing up some business at the uh K twelve National High School Championships in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, so it's myself, Tim Spate, and Joe Gasson holding down the fort. 
Oh, we should say yeah. Of course. Yep. Taking the show over, you know. When the uh <laughs> when the when the cats away, the mice will play. So, you know, that's what we're doing. So yeah, what's good, man? Tell us, tell us, tell us something good. Well shit, what's going on, man? First of all, thanks for having me. Oh, not, not a problem. Yeah. And for you all that's listening, uh, we have one of the CCB members on the line. This is uh, Jermaine Howlett. I'm going to uh, interview him, hear a little about his story. So, yeah, uh, one and, the one and only, you know. <laughs> so, you know, the first thing we usually ask everybody is their background. How did you first get started? Um, what got you really into chess? You know, what was your first teacher? Things of that nature. Go ahead, Jermaine. Well, my stepfather taught me how to play. You know, uh, he taught me how to play when I was about 12. And it didn't take me long to really start beating him. I was beating him in like a month. Dang. And they had a little uh, chess, they had a little chess club at my school. You know, so when we got, he taught me over the Christmas break. So when we got back to school or whatever, I started going there. And um, it wasn't much of a club. It was just really me and my little brother and a couple other kids. But they was kind of, you know, half in and half out of it. Right. But um, I had a, a chess coach, Mr. Carlos, and he took us to like some little school tournaments and all of that. Like he took us to Haynes Elementary in Chinatown in Chicago. And um, I went five and one. And what I thought was really good, but turns out it was nothing. Now that I know, now that I know about, uh, you know, chess or whatever. Right. You know, it wasn't really that. It was probably like U900 or something like that. But uh, you know, I won five games and lost one and thought I was the man, you know. Mm. Take all wins. Hey, look, then they took me to um, – they took us to the Chicago Open. And I didn't have a – you know, I didn't have a rating or whatever. So I, I won two games and lost like four. I was extremely discouraged after that. I was hurt. But that just uh, – that caused me to really, you know, try to focus on the game a little bit. But when I, <clears throat> when I graduated, they didn't have it in my high school. So I kind of got I got away from the game for years. I always played around the neighborhood. You know, in the hood, chess is kind of like that thing that all the guys that go back and forth to jail play. Yeah. Right. You know, but I was crushing them dudes. But now, looking back on it, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just played around. I still don't know nothing. But I still, you know, I played around the neighborhood. And that was kind of like my little, they knew me for that. You know, they used to call me Shorty Fresh. Like like the kid off Fresh who used to play with uh, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne because I used to crush them dudes. We used to gamble and everything, but I didn't know nothing. I used to play the Kings game. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Oh wait, man! So you were gambling as a kid? Yeah, that's how I ate. Shit. Oh man, you you could have been one of us. That's how we all did it. <laughs> hey, yeah, Moji had nine kids. I wasn't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know, I used to shoot dice and play chess. Oh, I did. But I was a shorty trying to get a couple dollars. Right. Hey, man, by the way, I think, uh, you know, just throwing that out there, man, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little King's Gambit, man. Oh, no, it ain't. I mean, now that's actually something that I'm uh, I'm kind of looking into. Like, like right now, you know, I'm studying my system. And in the beginning of my system, they got a lot of little examples. And a couple of those examples come out of the King's Gambit. So This is true. I just you studying my system right now. Yeah, Aaron Milzovich, yes, sir. Yep, must Classic. read. Tim, you know I used to play the Kings game. Yeah, man, we talked about this before. And, um, you know, I just wanted to throw out there, too, uh, you know, for, for maybe some of our more casual listeners, like the Kings Gambit 
is a very sharp, you know, tactical opening, and you could probably have some success with it, probably all the way up to maybe probably like class A. I say probably like beyond that, you might be pushing it. Because you nailed, you nailed what it. I understand is like, you know, once you get about that strength, like you you know some of the main lines and like basically kind of how to counter what, what White's trying to achieve there in that opening. So it could be, like I said, very uh very double-edged and, um you know, one wrong move and, you know, you, you definitely playing for a win or you playing for a loss. Really probably ain't no too much in between on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's accessible up to about class. You can, you can actually catch a lot of class A players in a lot of the traps still. But, like, oh, once yeah? you get to, like, yeah, class A, they literally just destroy the King's County. <laughs> I said up to about 1,900 and above, I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. anybody under nineteen hundred, yeah, I mean, you just get on the business. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 interesting because they really they used to use that a lot back in the day. Like a lot of the old GMs, used to use yeah, the Kings game. And I, I think it depends on the person who's play who's actually playing yeah. the Kings I think, Gabbit, You know, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to kind of just chime in on that point too because I think one of the reasons um, why it's kind of um, maybe falling out of style at like the higher levels too is because you know nowadays we now we know a lot more about opening theory and and things of that nature and with the help of engines also um it's it's allowed for like a, a much better understanding about you know advantages or how to equalize and stuff like that out of the opening so yeah I think you know a lot of people go for maybe you know like I said more more lines where they know they can, you know, have, you know, better chances or whatever, be able to capitalize off them and stuff like that. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. now, to this, I don't, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about chess, but I am studying and For reading sure. now. And I, from, from what I see, I just think like the guys on a higher level, they just really, yeah. Play. I mean, I might, I might sound like, no, no, not at all. Play, not at play all. Safe chess. Not at all. I was yeah, just, like I said, because you know, state. I I never, and um, I think this kind of goes for Derek too, at least especially while I'm on with him. I never um assume that everybody in the audience knows exactly what we're talking about. So sometimes we might touch on the subject. I just want to provide a little bit more context because you know we might have beginners out there. We might have some people who don't really play chess at all or whatever, you know, or people who yes. literally, they, they you know, they know these lines in and out and the stuff that we're talking about. So. Just to kind of give everybody a feel for something like that, you know. But right. hey, I think even at the highest levels, I'll say this too: the King's Gambit could probably be bought out as like a novelty here and there, just to kind of test you and see, like, you know, what I'm saying you might have you been prepping for me on, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then I kind of throw this wrinkle in at you just to see where you at. And then also too, I'll just throw this in there for anybody that's studying the King's Gambit. You want to probably take a look at. The Falk Bear Counter Gambit. Because that's one of the ones that when you encounter that boy, like, you're going to want to know what to do. And then I think Bobby Fisher had a couple interesting ways in trying to defend against that, too. But anyway, let's move along. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, Jermaine, um, like, where are you at now with your chest? Like, what's your, what's your current over-the-board rating? What, like, where are you at on your online blitz ratings on LeeChess, Chess.com, stuff like that? 
Well, my uh, my current over the board, I just got, you know, just really start focusing more on my classical dress right now. I'm around like uh, 15, 40, 15, 30, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. But um, <clears throat> I didn't play three tournaments in the last month. One tournament, I did horrible, two out of four. The next tournament, it was U16. Then the next tournament, I won the U16. Then I just had two and a half out of four. And my last U16 in my little local tournament at UIC, it's a pretty decent field. But now I'm going to just move up and play in a U2000 or whatever. I'm going to the Mid-American next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with, it with my uh, – So, so what's, your, what's your goal, what's your goal for your, your classical for the year? For the year 2000. That's, that's what I'm 2000. talking about. Yeah, 2000 plus. I think it's, uh, I think it's reasonable and I think it's attainable. And I think it's just kind of um, – it's kind of where you set your temperature, if you understand what I mean. It's like I heard this kid, and he was talking to another kid. And it was when it, it was last year when I was at Chicago Open, and they were just having a conversation, little kids. I mean, I mean like 12 mm. or 13. Or some, somewhere around that area. And he was like, hey, you're ready. He said, oh, I'm just 19. Right now. And then at that time, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like – He's saying he's weak and he's 1900, but now I understand that's because he has, you know, higher goals and he's probably around other guys or other children that are probably like 22 and 23. So he's, he's, he's he views 1900 as weak, which in the biggest scheme of things, it really is. You know what I mean? It's temperature set, and I'm setting my temperature higher. So I'll be an expert by the end of the year. I just got to put in that type of you know, work to become an expert by the end okay. of the year. Well said. So, yep. That's now, real as far dope. as um, Lee Chess and Chess.com, what are your ratings on those sites? Uh, Lee Chess, I'm around like 17 or something okay. right now. Maybe 17. But like, it's crazy because I, I will come into the fucking NBL. I can have a rating of like 1,800 and leave that motherfucker 16. <laughs> I get blasted. On the arena? Uh, yeah, you lose a lot of I lose a lot of points berserking. I don't know if that's the case with you. <laughs> no, I tried my best not to berserk. I berserk some guys, some of the weaker guys, like you know, probably like Nathan, somebody like that. I berserk them, but I ain't gonna be berserking too much because I gotta, you know, I'm trying to win. Right. I'm not just trying mm-hmm. to berserk and, and beat somebody if I can. I want to really right. win, you know. And then I've been uh, trying to play little little things. I really just kind of work out online anyway. Some some, some little um, openings I've been trying to do or something like that. Just try a line or something. But <clears throat> like that, but my chess.com, my Lee Chess Blitz is about 17 plus right now and my uh, chess.com Blitz is probably like 15 plus right okay. now. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Sam, you was in the NBL too, so matter, matter of fact, shout out to the NBL. You know, as a, as a champion of an NBL, NBL tournament, you know, I definitely got to talk to my <laughs> man. Chambers plug. <laughs> See, first of all, man, okay, uh, I was spectating these NBL jump offs, man. You know, I was spectating Joe and Cameron Tolliver and and D Wild, man. You know, when you know on these Monday and Fridays, and then it was just like, man, you spectating, you might as well get in. So I'm like. Man, I don't know, whatever, I don't know. I was like, all right, man, F it, though. I'm going to go ahead and get in. So, talk me into it, bro. I joined, I think it was the, I think I did the three-minute one first. 
Or did I do the bullet one first? I can't remember. I think you did bullet first. You were yeah, you I think I did bullet did first. Bullet. Bro, I did bullet first, bro. Got destroyed. You beat me, though. Whatever I, I did hurt. first, I got destroyed. The first you beat one, me, though. I got absolutely, I absolutely, man, I was so mad. Like, listen, bro, I wanted to throw my phone. Me and uh and D was talking at the same time, you know, while the uh, little arena was happening. I was, I was, I was so upset with my performance, bro. And then the next time um, I played, I did a little bit better. Like, and really, I set low goals for myself. I really was just like, I just don't want to be the absolute last person here. That was really like my first goal. And then the second goal, I was just like, you know what? I at least want to, I at least want to, you know what I'm saying, get a couple, a couple points. You know what I'm saying? Something a little bit decent. But, uh, but yeah, man, them arenas is hard, man. I could, I could definitely uh, vouch for that. Oh, yeah, man. Tough. Now so, moving on. Yeah. You also got another special skill that you also do in your spare time. Well, now I ain't gonna say your spare time, something that you work hard at. You're a boxer as well, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I want to do in my life. That is what I want to do in my life. I fall off the uh the discipline horse okay. sometimes, but you know, now now I'm back on and I'm working and I'm moving forward. You know, so yep, that's what that's what I do. That's oh, what okay, I do so how much of a correlation um, do you feel there there is or there might be between like the mental game of chess and the mental game of boxing? It's it's uh I mean believe it believe it or not it's so similar. It's like um <clears throat> it's extremely similar. I don't think there's many differences at all mm. because it's both they're both physically grueling, and and I've, I've realized when I'm in shape as far as boxing is concerned. My chest is better, but when I'm not in ah. shape, my chest goes down. And you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of reading and stuff like that. And um, now I, I now I understand fully that physical exercise it, it it also helps your mental capacity in your mental cognition. It, it helps you a lot. You know what I mean? So the better shape, the better physical shape you're in the better you will perform for the chessboard and all that fatigue that you get, you won't really feel it. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it'll help you a lot. That's interesting because uh, me and Derek just had a conversation about this and he's been wearing a uh, weight vest and some other stuff he got going on. Yeah. yeah. And he really believes physical shape and chest kind of correlate. Like it's better to be in shape. They go, yeah. they go hand in hand, man. I'm telling Casper you. They go hand in hand. Felt that way. Uh, Magnus. Magnus is a big uh, soccer player. I know Kasparov is more of a, a swimmer. Gary Kasparov, former world champion. Um, you know what so, I didn't even realize, uh, Tim? What's that? I was running cross country during my best years. Really? Yeah, wow. my junior and senior year of high school, I ran cross country. I never thought that my, that might have helped my chest game. But now that I think about it, it probably did. It probably did, bro. Real talk. I was just thinking maybe some more like, cause you know I, I'm a, I'm probably, um I don't know I'd probably say like anywhere between a light to a medium uh fan of boxing like I try to follow it but I don't I don't I'm not as in in depth into it like some folks but I think it's some stuff like that that correlates also like when you talk about like maybe like anticipation right. You know, in chess, you're trying to, yeah. you know, predict, you know what I'm saying, the moves before they happen. I imagine in boxing, you're trying to predict quite a bit, you know what I'm saying, what, they, what they're what trying to do, how they're trying to set you up before they actually do it. 
and um, what was another yeah. one? Oh, countering. Like, I know counter is pretty big. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, on a chessboard, you know, somebody trying to, you know what I'm saying, hit you with a blow. And, you know, you can actually, you know what I'm saying, kind of either maybe parry it or whatever. Or you, like, you you set up your counterattack. And I know that's probably, like, a direct correlation to some um, boxing concepts also. Oh, yeah. You make you make them pay for mm-hmm. it. Or you could walk them. You could, it's just like walking somebody into a, a line that you want them to play. It's like walking them right into the line. Or whatever, it's the same thing in boxing. You can set them up, you know, walking right into the trap, walking right into the right hand, up, you know, uh, dictating the pace off the jab. Mm. You know, it's the exact same thing. You know what I mean? And it's uh, oh. they kind of they kind of wigged me out a little bit when I started. To yeah, no, boxing. that just reminded me of another thing too. Like, this is something that I really just started to uh, really learn and try my best to pay attention to. Like, I would say, in a lot of my earlier years, this wasn't really a part of my thinking or consideration but like now i'm trying to be like extra aware to like time and timing and and chess you know we we really talk about this in terms of uh tempo or tempi right you know what i'm saying like those valuable moments in time you know what i'm saying capitalizing on time or lack your opponent's lack of time you know is a huge uh deal i guess especially with the you know, the stronger players. So that's that's crazy to me, like all these parallels we able to find. Yeah, because Oh definitely. Oh man. Like even like um like now even the stronger players in chess. Like I didn't used to count I didn't used to count time because I didn't used to know how. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh Joseph actually sent me a position during a during a time where in my system it was telling me that I have to count time. Right. So I kinda you know, I kinda broke down a position and he, he told me that I did it in a correct way. And I feel like that was simply because I was, you know, going through this book and it, you know, was telling me how to actually count time or tempo, they right. might say, when you're looking at a position. And I didn't even understand that after mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of explained some things to me and, you know, kind of opened my eyes. Yeah, bit. and the funny so thing about that, that, I think he... Thank you for that, too. Yeah, no I think problem. he told me about that conversation that he had with you about that. Like, that's the funny part about it, too. Didn't you tell me about this uh this situation, Joe? Yeah, I believe so, because I think we was talking about timing. And I think and... you even said you sent him a game of yours that you played, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Or was it somebody else? I sent a few people that game, actually. Oh, okay. See, that's how I'm trying to, I know, you know, I know I remember. It was something along these lines, so that's dope, man. But yeah, that's something I, I literally didn't learn that until... I became, I say, around high class A with timing, and I, I think that's the only thing that left between like class C, D, B, A, and expert is getting like understanding simple time. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because when somebody explains to you, it's like, wow, I didn't ever think. That. I didn't ever think that. You know how like in a position in the end game, how you count moves, and you make yeah. my piece go here, his piece go there. You literally point at the squares like in your mind. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had a guy actually just tell me, just count the squares, just count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You queen, he queens at five. You lose. Mm-hmm. So I, timing. I did, mm-hmm. My bad. Oh no. So yeah, timing is is literally everything, especially if you watch like the Yasser Therawan strings or yep. um, the Fine Gold strings. Jimmy string got some good strings. That's informative. Anything from St. Louis Chess Club. Yeah, if they're breaking down like top level games. They're always, mm-hmm. oh, he don't have time for that. 
Yep, yep, yep. Make sure when you're making a move, you're hitting something. You're chess game time. Yep. Yeah, time yep. is like the most important factor in chess. Listen, can I just throw one more example out here for the people? Like, oh, yeah. this is something that kind of blew my mind. It seems really simple, but it's something that's probably, I know I was overlooking, and it's probably overlooked by a lot of people. Like, say, like, let's say in the early stages of the game, right? Uh-huh. Somebody has moved a particular piece more than one time. And if you, let's say, were to exchange one of your pieces for that piece, right? They're not only losing that piece, but they're losing all the time that they put into getting that piece where it was at. Exactly. Like, I, that kind of just blew my mind. So it's like, you actually are swapping off little, you know, moments of time, too, when you go through these little exchanges and stuff like that. Exchanging a well-developed piece for an undeveloped piece or vice versa. Like, that's crazy, oh, yeah. man. They just took five moves to put to plant that knight on C five, and you took it with a with a bishop you didn't even develop yet. Right. Mm-hmm. That stuff adds up. That stuff adds up. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep the show going. Keep the energy up. Now we we touched on the NBL a little bit. So one thing I want to let the people know out here is that not only is this an arena right that we all getting into, um, that's being hosted on Lee Chess right. There's also some Facebook Messenger chats associated with this thing, okay? So if, if you're a member, if you participate in these, then most likely you're a part of the, the, the official NBL chat and the unofficial NBL chat. And I just would like to say, uh, y'all be doing the most in those chat rooms, bro. <laughs> Listen, I be putting my junk on mute. For like, I don't know. I started off with just like a couple minutes, okay, an hour. I think now I'm, I'm averaging like I'll mute it for like eight hours at a time, and then I'll let it go and see what happens, you know. But man, y'all just y'all really be in them chat rooms, man. Like that's funny because I actually I actually had to mute the chat like five minutes ago because pancake and somebody Troy, I guess they going at it again, and the notifications was popping up and and interrupting my um. Uh, I got my Bluetooth headphones, so I'm, I'm getting the dings and it stops in the podcast. <laughs> Bruh. And so one particular reason why I bought these chats up, besides just letting the people know, is uh, Jermaine, it kind of seemed like you was tossing my name around in the chat rooms, man. Oh, yeah, I was waiting on this. I was waiting on this. So I mean, let's go ahead and get to that part. Like, what, can we can we just uh, get a little background and context <laughs> on, like, how this came up, like, what the conversation was? You know, and, and everything, because I'm still not really sure, honestly. Hey, no, see, I know you don't hang around in the chat like that. I don't really <laughs> see your little, oh, <laughs> I don't see your little face icon down there at the bottom. But you know, I just uh, it, it it really came about because I just got tired of you feel me, the all the Detroit chess killers covered in my man's Daniel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can how can I defend Daniel? In a way that don't get me crushed. Okay. See, I can't, I can't really rumble with the big cats, y'all got. You know, the, uh, what the uh, with D and and Joseph and Canty, and I can't rumble with y'all on that board. Mm. But I think I, I'm like, I think I can get. Hey, listen, man. So let me let me call. Hey, listen. Hey, I. Hey, listen. That that is perfectly. Perfectly fine, man. I actually got a kick out of that. 
Um, and I don't, I don't blame you at all because them is some killers. And you know, I've been on the pod before saying, you know what, I maybe you know what I'm saying consider myself a little bit lower tier killer than some of the rest of them. But you know, I don't, I don't think I'm no pushover though. But I, I think that I respect that. That was a that was a boss move of you, man. Go, you know, go ahead and uh, you know, tell tell the people how you feel, really feel, you know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you know pushover either. I wouldn't play you, mm-hmm. but um, I, I wanna, I wanna really, I need to put myself. It's kind of like, like I've, I've gotten used to pressure because I, I'm a fighter. I fight all yep. the time, and now when I get in the ring, if I, if I know who I'm fighting, there is really no pressure because I know this person. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know him, I might feel a slight amount of pressure. You know, you get that little weird feeling. Yep. You get the flush of adrenaline and stuff like that. And it's kind of like that. See, I got I already got a cage match with one of the guys I know. He, Chris, you know, he's pretty good. But over the board, he's different than online. Online, he's like no competition. But over the board, he's actually tough. So I want to play him. But I also want to play somebody else that's not from Chicago. And I want to play somebody that's from Detroit. I need to put my foot on somebody's neck so I could talk crazy. Hey, too. hey, hey I, I feel you, man. Okay. Are you referring to Chris Shaw? Yeah, Chris Shaw is actually okay. He's man. from Chicago. Yeah, he's from Chicago. What's his rating? Okay. What, 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 tell us something about him, Joe. You know about him? Uh, Chris, he used to play back in the day with uh, Daniel and Dwayne and um, and William. He used to be on William team in school, so he knows mm-hmm. a lot. But he kind of stepped away from the game, but kind of came back. Mm-hmm. But he's not he's not as strong as them. At oh, all. okay. You know what I mean? He's probably around like I feel like. Me and him are kind of on even ground, but I feel like th- that we were on even ground with me just coming into the game. But I, I, I know for sure that I'm going to crush him because I'm studying and I'm learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I know I'm going to crush him. I'm learning things that I didn't know. It's like, have you ever done something? You were doing it correctly, but you didn't know why you were doing it? It's kind of yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that in a sense. I'm learning why I was doing so. You know what I mean? I'm learning why certain things work, mm-hmm. but I was already kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. But isn't... Some people attribute that to kind of like instinct or uh, intuition. And that's, you know, that's something that kind of comes naturally. You can't really teach that. But but learning the why behind the what, though, like that's, you know, going to obviously take, yeah, take anybody's game, you know what I'm saying, that much further. And create it to where maybe it's more you're able to duplicate that thought process and, and make those type of moves more often instead of just kind of maybe landing on them, you know, when your intuition is really firing at a high high rate of speed, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, let's get man. back to this, though. You and me, man, we can lock that in, bro. We can actually make that happen. Um, You know, I've been trying to see who on the Chicago side. I can, I can play, too. So, I mean, bro, I mean, ain't nothing but space of opportunity as far as that go with me. <laughs> I respect the call out, bro. I respect it, and now yeah, and, just got to try to set it up. Yeah, and as a promoter, you know, when I talked to um Daniel and Lou, and I believe Johnny, Johnny was on. I think Nate wasn't available, but uh, I asked them, you know, what was the purpose behind NBL and Chicago chest blisters? And they was like, well, all the DMs are getting the attention, so they they created something for like the experts of math. And now I think both sides, not only me, I think Nick Kelly, you know, we, we had a few conversations. We want to actually start exposing the lower-rated players matters and the, 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 the weak players' delegation. Like, we want to be able to set up matches for you guys because 
the lower player radio <laughs> player, you know, they're supporting us. So we want to start supporting you guys and booking matches. So we like to see y'all calling out each other because eventually y'all gonna get up there with us eventually. I don't think it, it won't be it won't it won't be long. Yeah, I don't think I it'll like be long for none of for none of us. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You talk about y'all. You okay, well, I'm on your ass, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know that's just uh, motivation. Derek, Derek is really, really making this push to try to become a 2,000 rated player, um, like as soon as possible. Hopefully, within the next tournament or two. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested to see, you know, how much pressure you can put, you know, and others. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, cause he he close. He like he like 1900, um, 19 and some change. Like I think like is it a 1900, 1905 or 1914? For some reason, it's one of those. I can I'm not exactly sure, but um, but yeah, if you could apply some pressure and and everybody's more in there, motivating everybody. You know what I'm saying to get to their uh their next benchmark or their next goal. Like man, that's the name of the game right there. Oh yeah, I mean definitely. I think it's a, it's only a matter of time. Like I said, you got to raise your temperature, and you know D is doing the he's doing the right thing by um, planting those quads with the masters. I've been checking that out mm-hmm. or whatever. With uh, I think his name is Mario Lopez. Yeah, Mario not, not Lopez. Mario Lopez. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, um, you know he's doing the right thing by playing stronger players. That's why I'm kind of just gonna move up and play. You know, offer section. Just so I can see kind of you know what my limits are right now at this uh you know particular right. moment. Just you just gotta keep going. You gotta first you gotta believe that you can do it. Like one thing that I that I just don't like about you know chess players in general uh-huh. is like um it's like I feel like they put a cap on themselves. Like hey, like ah, oh, I should have started when I was eight so I can reach this level. Or uh, maybe you know I'm I'm grown now I'm an adult so I can't reach this level and even in in chess as a whole they don't really you know promote adults playing chess so to speak it's kind of a young man sport but um like I think a lot of people think that they can't improve once they reach a certain age and that's just beyond me that's something that I can't quite understand well you know they. I don't understand it. Well, my point on that is I think people feel that way because when you're a kid, you don't have responsibility. And you can just, you know, go home, go in your room and lock in. When you're an adult, it's kind of hard to balance it. So, so people fall off, got to go to work, got the kids, got the wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they try to stop and then jump back in. But with chess, you got to, like, if you're training, it's like boxing. You can't train for three months and you got to fight at the end of the year then stop, take a break for two or three months, and then jump back in and think, like, you pretty much, the other three months don't exist. You pretty much starting over every time you stop, in my opinion, when it comes to chess. Mm. Because you gotta, right, but you resp- have to keep going. Yeah, but responsibilities aren't necessary, aren't necessarily like um, something that you can put on it because if you could make time to watch the Game of Thrones or to play 2K or to do what you do, there's 24 hours in a day. Uh-huh. You, have, you still have time to do, uh-huh. you know, to, to study if that's what you want to do. Just to cut you off, Game of Thrones is um, more important than chess. <laughs> <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter is that's coming. That's why Game of Thrones is like right after, like, it's like my kids, Game of Thrones, then like my, my job and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, that's my priority. <laughs> Bro, I started watching that show because of this man. I thought it was trash at first, but oh, I no, watched a couple tripping. episodes, and now, yeah, I got hooked. <laughs> no, gave April, me 4th, April 14th. Shout out to HBO. Hopefully they're sponsor us. Nice. No. <laughs> All right, so I got, I got, I got a question for you, Jermaine. What's up, bro? What do you find most satisfying? Uh, landing a, a a nice combination on a chessboard, or getting a crispy, clean punch off in a fight? Like, what, what do you like? What do you enjoy more between those two? Oh no, it's not even, dude. That's not even a comparison. It's a, it's definitely boxing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here in front like you know chess is a priority over boxing. Okay, chess is something that um, chess is something that kind of got got my life back on track. Mm-hmm. That like it, it 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 really did, and uh, it's a little bit personal, but it was something that I was really just you know doing a lot of inward reflection. This is how I got back into chess as a, <clears throat> as an adult. How I actually started playing tournaments. I was uh, mm-hmm. at a point in my life about two years ago. That's when I got back in, you know, got back into chess and started playing tournaments seriously. I um, I was trying to develop better habits, and you know, on my on my quest to become a better person. Mm. And, uh, what book was I reading? I think it was Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. I could be wrong, but um, it was just saying how hard it is to to just let go of, go of a habit completely. You have to replace, you got to replace a bad habit with a better habit. And I replaced mm. a lot of the stuff that I was doing. I replaced it. Chess. So I started playing chess on my phone. And the next thing you know, I am like, fuck this. Okay, I end up at a tournament at UIC. And that was just it. I started playing after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tournament UIC. Mm-hmm. You know, another tournament. You know, went to Kings Island. And it was just a lot. You know, so that kind of got me going. I was headed. I was headed in the wrong direction a little bit. Got away from boxing. Got away from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But chess kind of got me back on that straight path. You know what I mean? It kind of centered me. Even right now, when I go through the, go through different struggles with like my weight, and I'm not directly in a gym and stuff like that. Outside mm-hmm. of boxing, like chess is something that always keep me centered. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just like a huge part of my life. That's why I know I'm gonna be, you know, an expert at the end of the year. It's just gonna be easy. Now, do you feel like the the blitz league or the matches the Chicago Detroit? Um, do you feel that bringing like some of y'all retired Chicago players, you know, back into the fold? Do you think people are coming back because of these reasons? Um, I mean, like, um, I really, I like I said, I've been around for about two years playing competitively, but I've seen a lot of those old guys. They used to be at the park. I used to see them all the time, but I just didn't really know them like that. Stop by, try to play a few games, keep it moving, but. Like some of the guys that I'm seeing online now, it's kind of the same guys that kind of already been playing. I don't know about coming out of retirement and all of that, but it's definitely making some guys step their game up. Like, let me like like Daniel, you know, he's stepping his game up. You know what I mean? This is uh, I think I feel like this is kind of him. You know what I mean? If 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 that makes any sense, it's like let me see. This is kind of like his thing. This this NBL and, and stuff like that. This is like benefiting him in, in like a huge way because mm-hmm. he'll be a, he'll be a master soon. It's him working on his game. It's basically like him doing homework, working on his game publicly, like showing everybody and mm-hmm. using that to help right. him improve 
in a way. I feel like D is kind of doing the same thing. Okay, uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The way you just kind of uh, frame that up for us kind of leads me to this analogy. So I'm just going to go ahead and just double check you, you know, your temperature on this one. Okay? One of our two cities, Chicago or Detroit, one of the two cities is Goku and one of the two cities is Vegeta. Which one is which, in your opinion? Well, Dad, first of all, I was going to let you know. <laughs> Vegeta is my favorite animated character in history. Uh-huh. Like, this, is, this is an unfair analysis. Because but, Vegeta, 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 I like Vegeta more than I like anybody that's, you know, animated, period. Okay, but if I could just jump in real quick, though. My, if my memory serves me correct, Vegeta kind of historically has been, well, except for at first. At first, he clearly had the edge. But since that, uh, maybe the first time him and Goku went at it, I think like he's kind of always been kind of low key, you know, saying right there, but a little bit playing catch up. Look, man, right. Vegeta, so, Detroit is Vegeta. Say that again. Detroit is Vegeta. You think Detroit's Vegeta? I don't even watch Dragon Ball Z. We, so I don't even know which character is better. We the true uh, Saiyan prince. I just know no, that. It, it, I, I mean, <laughs> hold on, let, let, just let me tell you my reason. I just know off of memes online that Goku is like a deadbeat. So I can't, I don't want that. Like, <laughs> Maybe this is the wrong analogy, bro. Bro, Goku went to each level higher than Vegeta. Like, once they got to start being like Super Saiyan and beyond, like, Goku hit like all those levels first. Super Saiyan. Yeah, but then he leaves like his son behind or something. Ultra Instinct. Goku hit all them first. Vegeta wasn't ever. Joe, you better start believing in damn memes. I better start believing in who? He better stop believing in memes. No, but uh, I get exactly what you're saying, Tim. But I, I think that um, we have a Dragon Ball conversation later, okay. you and I. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think Chicago is uh, probably, in a bigger scheme of things, probably stronger than Detroit. Just the scene is a little different from what I'm seeing. But I am here, mm-hmm. and I'm not there, so I don't see there. But y'all do got guys that's, like, doing stuff. Like, y'all mm-hmm, tough guys. Mm-hmm. In the protest league and stuff like that, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's tough, but I feel like we like um, <laughs> we gotta be like goddamn it, we gotta be like uh, Calico and Averb. And oh, you are gonna take it to the we gotta kill a okay. New York nigga. Oh, okay. And we man. and we beat y'all in that 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 Detroit versus Chicago battle though. So say, say that again. I said we beat y'all in the Detroit versus Chicago battle. In the rap battle. Yeah. In a rap battle what? of battle rappers or like chess players battle rapping? Battle battle rappers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we ain't we ain't really got nobody. <laughs> yeah, y'all think y- y'all brought like Big T and Prince Laura down here. Yeah, yeah no, I ain't no nothing, man. They can't stand with Calico. <laughs> <laughs> Calico actually used like a song too in the battle. Like the whole verse of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cal- Calico dope though, bro. Like on a battle rapping tip, he dope, but he ain't no Averb. No, Averb, you talking about lyrical genius. Like, Averb is a lyrical genius. I take Daylight. There's a few of them out there. Yeah, definitely. I like that's, that's, like, that's my guy. How about Third. uh? How about we start uh, playing some games now? Okay. <laughs> hey, we can't go to that one game. 
Oh, wait. I don't know which one game you're talking about, but. Knocking I... people out, man. Catching hands. You can't. Oh, no, yeah. That's... No, yeah. we definitely going to that one. We definitely we, you said we, you, Wait, you said we definitely are? Yeah, because this, this is about to get on, real. Man. If Jermaine put his hands on people, ain't that technically like assault with a deadly weapon or something like this, man? He, don't you got you got licensed, registered hands, bro, or something? Not in the self-defense. I mean, we, we have we have licenses or whatever, but that's for as a professional, they consider it deadly weapons and all of that. That's yeah, like see, COVID. bro, he got them he got them hands that's uh registered killer hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like if he let them go, that's basically you know what I'm saying, life or death situation. But um, all right, I definitely wanted to play this one game. We'll start it off with this one. Um, I, I, hope, I hope it's not whack, but I, I just was curious, you know. Uh, what is an opening you hate playing against? Uh, I don't hate playing against none, actually. Really? I like, and I don't. I, I mean, when I when I first started out, I used to hate being rushed. Definitely, when I was playing like blitz and all that, I used to hate when people rushed me because they put me on defense a lot. And, it, you know, it was kind of hard to defend, not really knowing how to defend. But now that I know how to defend a little bit, I'm straight. <laughs> I don't care what you play. Okay. You're lose. So, let's – first of all, do you play E4 as white? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, you play the Kings game. Right, okay. I got, did, a, I got did a D4 say game. I got a D4 game. Okay. I got a okay. Fair enough. Game. So, let's just say you go with E4, okay? And let's just say your opponent goes for some – uh, night F six. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Would you go ahead and uh proceed down this uh alicon or like? You ain't got that, no choice. Would that, would that bother you? I wouldn't bother me. Okay. Or what if you went E four? They go E five. You go night F three. They go night F six. You'd be down for some of that uh that petrol action. Uh possibly depends. <laughs> on, I'm, I'm trying to nail you down on something on, like where it's it just like, man, on. oh, I hate that. <laughs> it it got to be one opening. You be like, man, this guy. Okay, let's assume you black. If somebody hits you with that one G4, that grab, how you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to play my own too. Okay, Tim, ask me. Let me start off since he's going to be shy about this. Tim, you ask me the question. Okay. Joe, we already know that as black, you hate playing against one D four. So yeah, please give us something that you hate playing against besides that, because we already know that. One. You just said it, D four. Anybody that played D four, I'm what? sorry, but I, I'm I'm going to assume you like me, like because it's just a gay open, like it's gay, it's whack, it's boring. Like next, French players, I feel the same about y'all. Like, play something exciting, man. Don't nobody, it's bad enough. For instance, we're going to Chicago Open. It's 40 moves in two hours, being sudden death in one hour. It's bad enough I got to sit across from you for possibly six hours. At least make it fun. Like, I don't want to be sitting there in a <laughs> lockdown position. Pawn change. We both got eight pawns on the game, you know, on the board. 40, 40 moves into the game. <laughs> like, no action. Like, Spice it up. Like, that's why I like I, I like the fact that Jermaine plays the Kings Gambit. That's exciting. Even though Daniel Jones gets on my nerves, he plays a weird F4 opening. That's exciting. Like, play exciting chess. Like, quit playing this boring stuff. Jermaine, what do you think about that? 
It looks it looks like uh Jermaine may have left the conversation. Uh that default pressure may have been a little bit too much. So um while we wait for him to rejoin, which hopefully he will, uh I'll just go ahead and chime in and say, Joe, um that means I'm gonna have to definitely uh prep some uh default stuff, man, just for you, bro. Just cause you, oh, no, just, you dislike it so much. I'm not scared of it. I'm, I mean, I can open, I can open the position up regardless. Right. The next well, time I mean, I'm playing hey, more positional now. I so. mean, yeah, but I would rather play you in something where I know you, you're not particularly fond of it. I mean, right. right. I mean, I need all, I need all the advantages I can get. Hold on, hold on. he got disconnected. Um, add him back now. Yeah, man, go ahead and shoot him that link and get him back up in here, man. Because, uh, you know, even though boxers, you know, be Doing the the Floyd May, Mayweather shoulder roll, he can't Floyd show uh, Mayweather shoulder roll up out of these questions we got for him. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Back. back, there you go. Yeah, he back. back. Hey, he back. I was just saying, you know, boxers be liking to uh Floyd Mayweather shoulder roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't let you shoulder roll on these questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't does no action. Okay, yeah, man. So. Joe just doubled down on his default hatred. Um, I hate it. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> do you feel like uh, there's there's one particular opening or opening line that you just like, man, like this some bull. Like I'm I'm trying to hurry up and get this game over as soon as possible. Okay, it's like uh, I've been playing. I played D once in a little daily, little three day, and I played Canty. I play him all the time in that little three day, but they play this little weird Sicilian when you uh, <clears throat> um, but they um, they always push the pawn in a Sicilian position. They always push the Sicilian. Say it again. It's uh e four c five knight f three. Then whatever they do, then they play c three. Yeah, I don't really like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that, that's that's actually getting very popular these days too. C three isn't that technically called the alpha variation or something? No, it's called the uh C three Sicilian. The C yeah, it's called the C three Sicilian. I thought it was called. They play it to the reason they play it. No, the reason they play it is because if you play white and a guy plays Sicilian, you have to know like I don't even know how many variations. I'm going to guess there are at least thirty different. So who's who's going to prepare for thirty different variations? When they can play the C three Sicilian, and they can just make it their own. Now they got people off balance. True, my and I might be giving a, a little bit of secret sauce away here. Um, I actually like to play the closed Sicilian with the Fianchetto Bishop on the king side, little uh, G three Bishop G two action. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that leads to some, um, you know, some different looking Sicilian games too. But okay. Yeah, I mean- I mean, it's the same idea as to get people out of their familiar lines, mm-hmm. and you're in more familiar lines. Right. Yep. I okay. mean, you know, the board gonna be different. The game gonna be played different, but it's like the same idea. Like, okay, I know the C three Sicilian. I know the close Sicilian. We about to see if they know it because I'm not about to play into whatever line. They, and the Sicilian is so tricky; you can transpose it into so many different variations, like. <laughs> And you play one wrong move order in the opening, you're gonna get punished badly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Especially with aggressive players, like people that trick you, and then next thing you know, you into an accelerated dragon. When you, you know, <laughs> right. So you have to be, you have to be very careful playing. I will only play the open Sicilian at a, um, I say like a extra level above, if I'm like well versed in every variation, and that's so hard to do. Like I probably know it 10, is. 15 of them, but it's so many of them. It really is. And then, man, bro, sometimes with Sicilians, man, where you get opposite side castling, bro, and then it'd be like straight up wing attacks on both sides. Both people rushing to checkmate the other people, dog. Straight crazy, fight. bro. Yeah, they happen a lot with like you play the, uh, like I try to play the accelerated drag and somebody end up going for like the Yugoslav right. attack in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I won a couple of games like that, actually. And, yeah, like, man. That's gonna be crazy. All right, yeah, so let's play. Is. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's play. Uh, let's play another game, man. This one is a relatively new one, and um, it's a little bit. It's a little bit challenging. Okay, it's a little bit challenging, but it don't got to be super challenging. But uh, this one is uh, we basically say who is um someone in the chess world. Okay, this could be somebody locally, nationally, internationally. That you know, be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind just going ahead and Derek Jeter sliding into their DMs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask uh Joe, I'm gonna ask you this question first, man. Who do you got for us today on that uh Detroit Giant uh DM slide? In the chess world. Yep, it's gotta be somehow re- related to the chess community for that uh DM slide slizzle. <laughs> she last one y'all ain't like because y'all ain't know who she was. It well if you need if you need a minute, I can do mine first because then you know say I already got one in the chamber. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um the one who I got called up, man, in the chamber right now, I actually just started following her on Twitch. Um, but I've seen her do some commentary for uh like world chess and stuff like that before chess.com. But her name is uh international master Anna Rudolph. Okay. Y'all know who she is? I know who that is. She yeah, got she an got accent, red hair. she got like blonde hair with bangs. Oh no, I just yeah, red hair. Nope. Oh no, that's uh Jennifer Shahade, but I I think I already mentioned her too. Like she's pretty much, you know, an automatic. But uh, but no, Anna Rudolph. This is what I particularly like about her. I tuned into her stream today, and her and it, there was somebody else. I ain't gonna say her name because I'm saving her for the future DM slide. But uh, <laughs> but basically, what they oh, had was they had their subscribers who are all lower rated players. They took five of them each, and they had them play against each other in like a subscriber team battle. And each time they played, whether win or lose, they was just talking them up like real big time, like, oh, you did this so good and, and all that. I'm just like, yeah, they're going to be saying my name like that one day. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but, Terrible. But okay. All right, Man. Joe, you, you thought about somebody? I'm going to have to go with uh, the, the Russian. What's uh, Christine? Christine? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Cassini, 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 you. Mm, 
I'm not too familiar with that one again, boss. Yeah, Russian GM. Oh, Russian GM? Okay. Yeah, I believe she was the world the world women's champion at one point. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to do some research. Yeah, I'm, I think you're man. Some research on that. All right, how about you? How about you, Jermaine? What's up, man? Well, I've been teaching my girl how to play chess, so we just gonna stick with that one. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Said I've been teaching my girl. Oh, okay. See, so my, see, I should. Yeah, I yeah, Okay, respect. So my 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 beautiful. Yeah, man. Hey, ain't woman. nothing wrong with that at all. She, club. She in the chess community, bro. One hundred. Okay. So now let's play this one, man. Okay. Uh, this is the one. Um. Uh, Joe was kind of uh previewing, forecasting to a little bit earlier. And this is basically a spinoff of another popular game where, you know what I'm saying, uh, you got three options. And so our three options for this game is who in the chess community is somebody that you want to hang out with? Um, Who is somebody in the chess community that you want to actually lock in over the board with? You could already, you could obviously say me again if you wanted to, or you could pick somebody else, don't matter. And then the third one is, who in the chess world is you trying to do the hand throwage with, bro? And this is a dangerous proposition for you. But uh, <laughs> but that's the three options. So, Jermaine, would you would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, tell us. Hang out with, lock in and play uh, chess with, and then who you want to do some hand throwage on? Well... Let me see. Uh, who would I who would I like to hang with? Probably, uh, probably Joe, because he seems like um, from from what I've seen, like in the chess world, a lot of people are kind of genuine. But he he helped me with something, and it was in it. It was like it was no, it was it was genuine. For sure. You know what I mean? It wasn't ulterior motive stuff like that. And we had some you know some decent conversations. He seemed like a pretty cool dude, so I would definitely like to hang with Joe. And I'm already gonna lock in. And step yep, on the yep, So who yep. else aside from you would I like to probably uh play on I would like to I would like to play knock like Nakamura. It's like my favorite chess player. I like his streams and I like yeah, him man. Talk. You know, his streams are hilarious. He's the only he's the only player that doesn't mind showing confidence. Everybody else is like a timid, you know, I don't really like they all timid and cowardly yeah. in a sense. To me, that's kind of what I see. That's just to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? I could be I could definitely be wrong. But Naka is like, well, other guys are like, well, I could have did this and possibly would have did that. Naka could be like, yeah, I should have done this, not a question. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like I just like Naka. I like yeah, Naka. Naka puzzle rush streams is like a mercy. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> one more, one more. He funny as hell. The only streams I watch, I just created my Twitch. But the only streams I watch is uh, Naka and and Canty. Canty is fucking hilarious. That is Listen, not a move. Yeah, <laughs> that is not a move. Let me give you one more, bro. Let me give <laughs> you one more, Canty, please, James Canty. You please uh check out Chess Bra. That's Chess C H E S S B R A H, bro. Yeah, he uh, Canty hosts. Yeah, and sometimes they be raiding each I'm... other, right? Where they send their viewers over to the other channel that's um also streaming. Listen. Them, them Canadians, man, they they play, they show love to their subscribers, they explain things, they have fun. Like, 
they'll actually like be playing like little like they'll they'll like whatever they'll be playing music they'll be drinking sometimes man just real like good vibes bro good vibes and good chess that's another good channel i would recommend to you or uh to anybody else in the audience also can i please jump in on that there's a chess bro amy hamilton yep he had an hour and a half stream one day <laughs> where he played this one line where he sacked the queen for two pieces he did it for an hour and a half straight and beat everybody. And his main thing in the line was, I'm going to keep my two bishops. So it was it was hilarious because people were trying to sack like rooks on bishops and he wouldn't even let them sack their chains on them. And it was literally, he was like, an hour and a half, he was literally moving his two bishops around the board, running from exchange. It was like the funniest shit I've seen in my life. And they were still losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, definitely check out Chess Bros too. And... Uh, the other chess bra, uh, Grandmaster Eric Hansen, him and Naka be going back and forth, and they be playing each other a lot on each other's streams, too. Like, they kind of got this little rivalry, non-rivalry, because Nakamura pretty much always be, you know what I'm saying, laying into him, of course, but you know saying, they, do, they do be going at it, though. Yep. Yeah. But okay. Uh, Joe, did you want to uh, tell everybody, uh, you know what I'm saying, your latest... Hang with, lock it in with, and throw hands with. Oh, Jermaine didn't do the last one. Oh, yeah, he didn't do his hand throwish, did he? <laughs> he tried to skip right over that, bro. He tried you to got... Adrian Broner right over that question, bro. Man, you gave him a way out. <laughs> nah, that was you. I was waiting. Oh, I don't, so, I don't, oh, so, oh, so, oh, yeah, okay. He was just in the cup waiting. To, all right. All right. So, yeah, without further ado, I think the world want to know, man. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to – I definitely want to put hands and feet on my That's not – It's on silence. It's on silence. Hey, dog, that's my man's. That's my man's and I love him. Look, that's my man's and I love him. And if anybody else put hands and feet on him, I'm going to put hands and feet on him. But that's that's my guy. But he, he just trolled 9,000. Good. Oh, my God. Well, it's, it's a lot of gas. Oh, just so you say you say we got to get you back on so we can give you the rest of the hand throwage uh, segment. <laughs> nah, let me give you some hand throwage right now. <laughs> man, Nate is like GM trolling, man. <laughs> Dog, that's hilarious, man, bro. Put hands on Nate. I'll put hands on Jeff. Jeff DeJesus? Oh, uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> yeah, Jeff De- Jeff DeJesus put hands on his ass. Oh, man. Tim, <laughs> Tim you got to go because I still ain't even thought about my boy. Oh, man. Dog, that's what uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Mm, real quick. Um. Uh. Yeah. Hang out with. Shoot, man. Who haven't I said? Because I've already done a few of these segments, bro. Um. You know. Uh. Okay. Somebody who I would like to hang out with, um, actually, uh, is, you know, um, y'all got this IM out there, man. His name is, uh, well, I just know him as IM Max. Oh, yeah, he from, uh, Max, he from, I only ran into him a couple times. He from, like, Serbia. Are you talking about Dajan? Dajan? Yeah, yeah, he be dude. He be yeah, crushing I see. People. He be crushing I, people. 
And I just feel like, man, we could probably take a couple shots of vodka or something and like uh I don't know. Yeah. Mad cool though. He could probably tell me some, you know, saying some stories from, you know, what I'm saying his homeland and everything. You know, he might know some real cool uh cultural spots to hang out. You know, in uh Chicago region. Okay, so lock it in, bro. I got lock it in with you, dog, uh Jermaine. Um, you know, only because, like I said, out of respect, you called me out. Um, you know, and you know we got to put on for our cities, man. See what's gonna happen with that. And uh, I don't know. We, don't, we ain't gotta see what's gonna happen. We we know what's about to happen, brother. Wait, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to go all the way there. Like, I didn't. I didn't know you want to already <laughs> just let it be known that I was just gonna go ahead and wipe the blow with you. But no, it's time, <laughs> my brother. Seven, seventeen. Ah, uh, okay. So you said seventeen four. We gonna play at twenty one games. That's what cage oh, matches is, ain't it? You got me there. So I might even lose this boy. Okay, 21 games. All blitz. Now you go like five minutes, three minutes. Oh, okay. I think well, whatever, the standard, whatever the standard controls is, then, you know, I ain't trying to reinvent the wheel or nothing. But, yep, okay, yep, okay. Boom, all right. So there that is. And then uh, let's see for this hand throwage. I'm going to try to – Stick on one real quick, cause Derek, man, he been catching me. He been calling me out, man, saying like I've been taking the easy route, bro. <laughs> Basically, you know what I'm saying? Picking people who maybe it wouldn't even really be like a scrap with. But my thing is, man, I don't really got beef with nobody. So I'm be like, man, who who could I actually say to satisfy this part of the game? But you don't have That's to have too. beef with nobody. I ain't got no beef with Nate. That's true. You're right about that. But you know, it ain't it ain't no it ain't no beef, but. I just want to, you know, some people, they say they say things, and you got to hit them upside the head. But in this mm-hmm. case, I ain't trying to go to jail, so I ain't trying to hit nobody upside the head. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, then. In that case, and, you know, this might cause me to get my, uh, you know what I mean, to get pony stomps, but I'll go ahead and throw hands <laughs> with Daniel Jones. Oh man, he goes, boy. He I know that man know kung fu. The karate kid. <laughs> I know he know kung fu, man. I know he got the uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, the Mister Miyagi dog, your own tuck. Nah, not even that. He just want. He just live real clean, man. He like one time a day. That Daniel was in superb condition. Oh god. Man. Unless it's y'all in the phone booth, you better but, stay away. <laughs> but just imagine though. If I caught him with that one, huh, and then boom, that's the shot heard all around the chess world. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah, if I get him this, that, if I just get that one off, boom, you know what I'm saying? Then it'll that be good, like, it'll go viral. It'll go viral. They'll play it in Cincinnati. They'll play it in York, <laughs> like Brooklyn, Jerry, and get on, talk about it. It's a oh, shot heard man. around the world, you know. Oh man! So yeah, I'll I'll put that on wax then, you know. And and not to, not to mention, man, he kind of do got a, a rival podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, since my man's and stuff, so you know. Man, they be disrespectful. <laughs> he got a, and he on the same uh podcast app too, man. Like, dog, <laughs> really? So yeah, so so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do the hand throws with him. Even though, yeah, like I said, I might not even be able to get it off, but if I did, it would be it would be monumental. You know what I'm saying, like that. So what's up, Joe? You got one? Your turn. All right. Um, 
What's first? Hang out, play, and then throw the hands with? Yep. Hang out. Actually, I'm looking forward to hanging out with the uh, with the Detroit Killers and the Blitzers down in Chicago. Chicago. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw some names. Jermaine, of course, Malik, Will, all three of them that showed us love on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Louis, that's my man. Me and Louis talk a lot of trash. Um. Oh, I, Johnny Strap. <laughs> nice. Hey, that, hey, look, that gotta be that, that guy's that guy hilarious, hilarious, man. He told me he go bring me some thoughts, some some other stuff in, in Chicago. So, so, <laughs> so we gonna hang out. <laughs> nice. Um. Play. It's it's easy. X. You really think you could beat Daniel, man, in the cage? I would fuck Daniel up. I don't know, man. Daniel could play, play, but but, but I think I could fuck Daniel up. I can't do nothing with him in lightning. Blitz, that's a a whole different ball game. But see, Chess, just like, you feel me, Chess got levels, brother. Just just like y'all be putting y'all foot on our little head, Daniel was a bigger fish than you right now. I don't (laughs) believe it. Daniel got to play... Then you got to play Canty. You know what I mean? You got to play the big first, guy. First of all, Daniel's going to lose bad to Canty. Worse than I will lose to Canty. Well, I don't think so, man. I think y'all I think y'all underestimate. We ain't underestimating. Y'all, y'all really think Daniel has a chance against Canty? Yeah, he beat him already. Then he beat him what? Five and a half to three or some silly shit like that. But see, this is the thing, bro. This is the thing. Right now, when when they when we playing in the arenas, everybody's playing half distracted. Well, except me, I I go sit in the corner and my girl wonder ah. what I'm doing because you know what I so you know what I'm playing chess. Leave me alone. But I don't play distracted. I just get beat. But everybody, some of the guys, they be playing distracted and all that. But when it's time to lock in over the board, the dude is something different, man. Like I sit and watch him play like Max Dijon. I've watched Daniel beat him before. Max spotting everybody in the club. Crushing everybody in the club. I've watched Daniel be the only one. Well, Daniel and Tim sometimes be like the only people that come out, you know, getting victims or getting even getting close because Max is way stronger than them. But they mm-hmm. they do good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I watched I watched Daniel in the way he compete with other guys. Daniel was pretty good, man. He, I <clears throat> I wish he would just go and play in the classical tournaments and go ahead and just get the little master title and all of that. But I think y'all underestimating him, and I think y'all really shouldn't. You know what I mean? No, no, y'all, we, y'all we, we, we not underestimating him. Know we, we know he can push. We we know he definitely can push. Yeah. I just know. I just know. But I've seen a lot of his game, and I know my game. I just don't think he can beat me in, in a blitz match. Let me let me let me ask you this, uh-huh. Joe. Let me ask you this. Online, because even me, like even me right now, I don't play like like my uh-huh. opponents. I do work on some. Of them. I do work on some of them online, but it's a lot of stuff that I'm working on that's not online. Right. Same with. I, I would assume that's the same thing you do, or the same thing, same thing mm-hmm. Dan you do, or can't you do. Like that's why different people make different accounts so they can work on different things without the people that they know knowing. Like right now, I know I got two cage matches coming up. I don't want to lose my dough, so I'm working on different things that I'm not gonna play online where everybody can go. And go over my games and look at my right. games. You know, I'm sure 
everybody not playing their strongest chess online. Maybe. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm, I, 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 I'm not gonna say that because I mean you, you gotta you gotta get the practice in. Like I don't play my best lines like a lot of times, but it, I'm also playing stuff that I'm working on. So I, I don't I mean if somebody wanna wants to go through like all my online games and break down like it's blitz first of all, I'm making mistakes though. So I don't. I don't think they. they right. You. You can really get a good gauge of my game going over my blitz games because like I'm trying new stuff. I'm a. It's gonna be a weird idea. I might leave a pawn hanging that I normally wouldn't leave hanging. You know. Right. Man, listen. Hey, let me stop you right there, man. Who you trying to throw hands with, bro? <laughs> you talk about all this other stuff, and that that's the question we all. Who is you throwing hands with, bro? Hand throw it. Who am I throwing the hands with? Yeah, we talking hey, headbutts, <laughs> elbows, and knee shots. Knees. Exactly. Ground and pound. Pause. But yeah, ground and pound. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to get too political, but, but all over Detroit. I don't want to get too political. And 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 this guy, this guy alright by me, but uh I gotta throw the hands with Jeff the Hazels now. Like <laughs> Jeff the Hazels, wait a minute. Jeff DeJesus, your name been mentioned twice on this pod. I'm expecting a response within 48 hours. He got to catch the hands, man. Watch your back. Within 48 hours, I'm expecting some type of response from you, Jeff DeJesus. I know you don't. He got to catch the hands, man. Somebody's going to hear this. If you don't hear this, I know some people you know going to hear this, man. We... We gotta we gotta get something on the record, dog. We 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 gotta get to the bottom of all this. And like how Jermaine said, Nate is a big troll. Jeff is Jeff is a, like him and him and Jeff is like head to head and trolling. Oh yeah, no, ain't no, ain't nobody head to head with Nate. With Nate, mm, man. Oh, well, Nate, Nate might be GM. Jeff bought I am then. Damn. Yeah, Nate'll make a meme. He'll make a meme of you and then start a fight so he could post. The wow. <laughs> Nate is petty like that. Bro. Wow. Oh God, God, that's dirty, man. Hey. Jeff got to oh catch these hands, man. <laughs> well, hey, listen, fellas, like, we've been going for a while, man, so we should probably go ahead and wrap this up. You know, people, uh, they probably won't listen to much, much longer than this. So, I mean, if we got to, we could come we could come at them with a part two, man, of the Jermaine interview continue. But, uh, Jermaine, is there anything, man, you want to say, man, to the people in closing, bro? Yeah, I mean, the, thanks. Thank y'all for having me. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get D a pass. I was gonna throw hands with him <laughs> because he ain't because he ain't here. But I know he with the kid. He know he know he with the kid. I know he with the kids right now. So I'm gonna give him a pass. You know what I mean? So you know, y'all all good with me, man. And I appreciate you know what y'all do and you know like D and a lot of the guys. I see a lot of the guys on the internet working with the kids, and that's uh that's really the future, man. And that's kind of cool. Just thank y'all for having me on the podcast. No problem. And you know D-Box, too. Well, you too. That's... Hey, look, I, I, I understand <laughs> that, man. But just like, just like, just like Chess got level. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Basically, that D-Box said he's going to knock your ass out. <laughs> Bro, hey, D, hey, D would, he would be the first to admit that he, he didn't get too, too many lessons now. I mean, I, but just about every man has had at least the most basic rudimentary boxing Okay, you know you want to protect yourself, and you know you you throw this this away, and that you know what I'm saying type of deal. You know maybe a little bit of footwork into there, but yeah. But uh, 
No, but I mean, just outside of outside of actual boxing, it's just about the level of violence you're willing to display. Right, exactly. The level of violence that you're willing to, the the level that you're willing to go. And I, I before I even start boxing, like fighting was just a part of my everyday fucking life. My mama got nine kids, mm. <laughs> and all, and she took care of everybody. All my yeah. Cousins, so that sounds like a dangerous man right there. Like, like he had many many of fights. <laughs> So you basically, you basically said, if I'm going to fight, mine will get paid for it. Right? <laughs> On the yeah. radio. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, Ain't this man, this, this was a fun pod, bro, man. I'm, I'm, I just want to thank you for coming on, man, telling us, you know, letting everybody know about you, man. Um, And I think it's been uh very, very insightful, you know what I'm saying, to know, you know what I'm saying, your, your perspective on things. So yeah, I just wanted to say that, dog, and, and Joe for quarterbacking this thing, uh, in uh, in D's absence, you know, um, I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. This I had a good time. All right, man. Me too. Thank, thanks for having thanks me. for coming. All right, y'all. Yeah. I guess that does it for this episode of the Detroit Chess Killers podcast. Show some love, show some support. D, we'll catch you on the flip side when you back home, man. Everybody, take it easy. Peace out. Peace. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.